Welcome everybody once again to this latest episode of Sticks and Kicks and you know what before we get all this on the road we have plenty of sports stories to get off of our plate right here we got a lot in our notebooks but first of all let's just go ahead and give a quick shout out to all the daddies out there happy father's day to everybody happy father's day to everyone that either is a father has been a father to someone has been a father figure to someone and you know what why not shout out to all the single moms out there that has held it down as both mom and dad for those Little kids out there that just need both things in one. I know that my mom held it down for both at once. And happy Father's Day to everyone out there like that. And a quick and very important shout out for Father's Day to our very own Kenny Mitchell, who this year fulfilled his dream of becoming a father. Kenny, how are you doing, bro? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, it's uh, it's. I was always really close with my dad. I always have been. You know, we went through some rough times. You know, mid midlife, but uh, it's one of my favorite favorite days. And now I get to experience the other side of it. So uh, it's surreal. Um, it's my kid's about to be a year old next month, and it just it's it's flown by. But uh, yeah, it's 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 an awesome feeling for sure, and. Uh, I'm trying to snoop through Amazon to see what my wife got me, but she's keeping it pretty close to the chest. <laughs> All right, so like, so 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 I can safely say this is your first Father's Day on the other side, right? This is the first time that you're the father, right? Uh, that I know of. <laughs> oh well, you know what? I hope I don't have any. There's always but, that, you know. The price you got to pay the price to being famous on sticks and kicks. So we're probably gonna get flooded <laughs> with the responses. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. White, yeah, a lot, white a lot snake of is daddy. my baby dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, what, <laughs> right. Oh, what the hell is your name? <laughs> white smoke, but white, white snake sm- works too. There you go. <laughs> white snake sounds like a '70s porno or something, like an erotica film. And I'm down with it. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people. A lot of people call me daddy. So this is my first <laughs> day after all. All right. So I mean, this is your first official one. Who yeah. knows what's gonna come out after this episode? <laughs> right, God, it's gonna be an episode of Mari on Twitter. But no, I'm a, uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I, I I apologize for missing last week. Uh, I had a, a death in the family, unfortunately. Somebody that I uh, I care very very deeply for. Uh, kind of going along the the, the uh, parental talk here. Um, a woman that raised me when my parents were incapacitated. We'll just say that uh, for nearly a decade. Uh, my grandmother, uh, unfortunately, she was suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia, and uh, unfortunately lost her life. Uh, we we knew it was coming. We just didn't really know it was this quick. So um, I try not to miss episodes. I know I've missed like three or four, and uh, that's not going to be a that's not going to be a consistent thing, but I really needed to be with family. I was a little tore up. I don't think I could have given you guys my all. So I appreciate the understanding. I appreciate you and Lucio stepping up to the plate. And, and speaking of which, we can kind of address the void of uh, Lucio in this episode. Uh, yeah, no, like like right now, with, with all the things that's going on right now, Lucio is fortunate enough to have his father with him. And is not only celebrating his father on Sunday, which is Father's Day, but today, which is his father's birthday. 
So, you know, congratulations to him. And, I no, I've met the man. He is a great dude. He's always welcoming He's awesome. me. He's always welcomed us into his house. You know, we've, we've, we've shared drinks with him. We've shared stories. A great, great day for the Lucio household there. Both father and son being able to be there together. And, you know, why not celebrate it? So, you know what? Quick shout out to Lucio out there. Uh, we're not going to be able to hear him. Uh, eating on this episode, which we usually end up doing, but you know, <laughs> quick shout out to Lucio. Uh, thanks for being part of Sticks and Cakes, and you know what, your dad is one in a million. Yeah, we actually want him instead of Lucio. Um, <laughs> we want Papa Lucio, but Lucio Lucio is going to have to uh, suffice at this point. But well, that, if yeah. there's ever a time that he wants to step up, uh, Lucio's dad, you know. We've got a spot for you. We'll just kick Lucio no, out. We will definitely kick Lucio out and make room on the microphones for him. <laughs> All right. So, you know what, Kenny? Let's go ahead and get right into it. I know that you got some Coyotes news that you're just itching to get out there. Well, it's, uh, it's not news I really want to break. It's it's not – and I'm not – I don't want to say that I'm breaking it. There's There's been reports uh, – from the OG reporter of uh, all hockey. Um, he's like the uh, Adrian Waj. I, I can't ever say that guy's name, but like Waj, you know, the Waj bomb for the Wajikonsky NBA. I, I, or something like that. I'm, yeah. We're I'm very go sorry. I'm, I'm very like, you know what? If you ever like, like we said last week, if you ever want to come on the show and correct us, let us know exactly how to say your name. You are welcome here on sticks and kicks, but yeah. Wojnowski yeah. is how I kind of know how to say it. I see the first three letters of his last name, and I'm just like, all right, I'm not even going to try to fucking get through the rest of it. But anyway, uh, we have a reporter in hockey who's very similar to him, uh, probably the most trusted name in, in all of hockey and has been for a long time. His name's Bob McKenzie. And uh, Bob McKenzie reported today that uh, there has been a new outbreak in coronavirus uh, to the point where one team has actually shut down phase two. So you, you, we talked about phase two, not last week, but the week before last, where uh, people were, uh, or teams were opening up their, their facilities and, and allowing six players uh, to get on the ice and practice together. Um, and that's phase two. That's the conditioning camp, so to speak. They're calling it a training camp. I don't know why. I, I think it's a conditioning camp. Um, but I'm not, I don't make the rules. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a step in the right direction. It showed that we were, we were committed to playing. And, uh, today there was news of a team in Florida. And you guys know there's obviously a Florida joke there, but, um, Tampa Bay actually had to shut down phase two completely because multiple players have been uh, diagnosed with COVID-19. Not just a single player, multiple players. Um, the, the Coyotes had a, a staff member, uh, unnamed, obviously, for uh, HIPAA reasons, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> quick shout out to Ezekiel Elliott. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, oh, I definitely um, do. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was hilarious, and I know he's pissed, but that was also hilarious. Well, you know what, uh, bug it. You're, you're in the limelight, so I mean, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, no, we uh, Coyotes had one staff member um, 
diagnosed. And then on top of that, my boy Austin Matthews, superstar from Arizona playing in Toronto, was just just broken today that he's got coronavirus. And as you know, Arizona, Texas, Florida, they're pretty loosey-goosey with the the whole reopening of the states. And I, I, I enjoy it, obviously, um, but there are risks, and that's one of them. Um, if you're going to be out, you know, be out, but be, you know, be careful, be responsible. I, I certainly wouldn't be going to any nightclubs or anything. No, that's, that, that's what that's what I mean. Like, I understand if if you're gonna go out like with your significant other on a date night, it's just two of you, and you're you know that you can't be separated. Or if it's a group, like maybe it's a group of friends, maybe four at the most six, you know, three couples or whatever that that you know every every other couple has has taken their precautions and everything like that. And uh, you guys get together to a restaurant that you know has taken their also their precautions and everything. It's like it's just a point of checking off boxes. But yeah, like like you're saying, all these nightclubs, all these all these people going out with people they don't know, like grinding up against people that you don't know what's been going on in their lives, and it's just so many people in the same place. I I cannot fathom what that what's going through in their mind right now. Like, are you serious? Like, do do you really yeah. not think that this is real? I stopped grinding at on strangers when I got kicked out of Walmart, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> I uh, it, it's I'm not, and I'm not trying to insinuate that Austin Matthews like went out to a nightclub. I I'm not saying that at all. He might have just caught it, you know, from someone random. But um, he uh, it's known at this point that he caught it in Arizona because he spent most of the summer in Arizona. That's this is where he lives, and uh, in fact, a little a uh, little fun fact. Uh, Taylor Hall was living, he hit up Austin Matthews and said, hey, man, like, uh, I just got traded to Arizona. Um, I know you have a house out here. Do you mind if I, you know, rent out the house from you? Um, and Austin, I, I'm not sure if there was ever any money exchange. I'm sure, you know, there's probably a, I mean, both guys make a, a boatload of money. So I'm sure that, you know, there's probably just like a handshake agreement. Of course, you can stay in my house. No worries. Blah, blah, blah. Well, um, when coronavirus happened, uh, Taylor Hall was still in Arizona, but Austin Matthews wanted to come home. Like, so Austin Matthews hit up Taylor Hall, and Taylor Hall's, uh, he's like, hey, man, I'm coming home. I'm going to live in my house, yada, yada, yada. So Taylor Hall's like, of course. And they switched places. They went to he, Taylor Hall went to his hometown in Toronto, and Austin went, came back home to Arizona and then Taylor Hall ended up buying a house in Toronto and that made everybody like and hockey fans especially Toronto like if you've ever talked to a Toronto Maple Leafs fan they're probably one of the most uh, avid hockey fans almost obsessive so of course they read into that way too much like oh Taylor Hall just bought a house in, in you know Toronto it's like well I mean he's kind yeah, of yeah, from yeah. there and you know so it, it was funny, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, so Austin Matthews spent most of the summer in, in uh, Arizona or most of the time off. I keep saying summer because it feels like a summer vacation. It's been three months, but uh, three plus at this point. But yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because, of course, you know, it's above sports at this point. We really hope that Austin Matthews is okay. We really hope that uh, 
that the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning players that, that test positive and the Arizona Coyote staff member that test positive, they, that they all turn out all right. It, it, is, a, it is a serious disease, um, you know, whether, you know, arguments aside, it's a serious disease and it's, uh, it, it's, it's unfortunate and we're hoping for the best for them, but these athletes are in tip top shape. Chances are they're, uh, it's going to be like a common cold to them and they'll be fine. But that's the last time I ever invite Austin Matthews over for a couple beers because now everybody <laughs> thinks that I gave him the coronavirus. And no, there you go. And you know what? I remember those few days where people started talking about like, Oh, Taylor Hobb, Tell her about a house in Toronto. Oh, he's done with the coyote. It's over. Like people were legitimately, legitimately, like writing off Arizona as a destination for Taylor Hall because, right. like, oh no, it's done. It's over. He bought a house. Uh, you don't even go any further. He's look, looking to his future and everything. And like this is the kind of stuff that people don't take into consideration when they start reading like tabloids like that. And like, why not say it? like a lot of that is a bunch of clickbait? Oh, for sure. Absolutely, and, and, and it's funny that people were, like, thinking that that would happen. Toronto is, like, way against the cap. Like, they're, like, flirting with the cap. There's no way that they could sign Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall's looking anywhere between 9 and $11 million. I am sure. Like, I know $11 million probably wishful thinking on his part, but he's, he's a he's a MVP. You know, he's a former MVP, a heart-winning uh, candidate or heart-winning player. Hart Trophy winning player is what I was trying to say, um, which is the MVP of the NHL. Um, I mean, he he he's a top top athlete, in, you know, in, in one of the four major sports. So he's going to get paid, but there's no way that Toronto would ever be able to fit him under the cap unless they traded away well, half their players or traded Austin Matthews to Arizona, like we talked about, uh, which is definitely definitely wishful thinking which, by the but, way you're like hey our dms are open yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you know john chike it's cool too uh john chike and uh the maple leafs gm kyle dubis uh they're like i mean if you put them next to each other they look like they're still on harvard they're so young they're 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 one of the they're both analytically driven gms and they're both you know they bring a uh a new breath of life into the the old country club of GMs that are currently out there right now. So um, it would be interesting to see if they could ever swing a deal. I mean, they've got common ground, but uh, chances are slim on that. He just, you know, he's looking at a five-year contract in Toronto, and he's got a good team around him. So we're hoping that when that contract ends, you know, that he, that he comes home, but we'll see. That's a long time from now. There's a lot of things that could happen between now and then. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you know, we keep going around in circles with this, but we hope everybody is, is going to be, you know, have a, you know, speedy and, and, and quick recovery from the coronavirus. And I really, I really hope that this doesn't start to plant a seed of doubt in Gary Bettman's mind about whether we should even, continue play like i selfishly i want to play because the coyotes have a chance to go right right of course and we've been talking about it so much everybody's so fucking ready for hockey i know i am you know yeah no, um, and, and there's been this this energy around around the state that even people that uh beforehand wasn't weren't too invested in the coyotes knowing that they're the first to probably come back 
there's this energy about that people just want to see what all the hype is about. All right, I've never watched a hockey game before, but a lot of people are really excited about this. They're the first to come back. You know what? Let's take this opportunity to see what the Coyotes are about. And this is a chance that's not going to come around again where they pretty much have center stage. The Coyotes, right. if they come back bef- like as planned before anyone else, they have center stage. No, There's no football to distract. There's no basketball. There's no baseball. There's nothing around. It's all hockey. So they can be out there and showcase their best product. You know, that's a great point. I never thought about it that way. And I think that, you know, that's a really, really solid point. I I think it would be awesome to, because it's, this would clearly be an awesome way to, to gather more fans. And of course, if, if anybody that's been following the Coyotes for the last 15 years know that that's been our Achilles heel is attracting fans and, and, Sometimes it was, well, most of the time it was due to subpar play and, and the location in the arena. But when we were in the playoffs, like, we were selling out the arena. Um, so as long as we uh, we uh, put a good product on the ice and, um, you know, get a shot at the playoffs, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's, there's, there's no blinders at that point. It's every, the Coyotes are center stage. And, man, that would be... That'd be tremendous. Excuse me. Um, but it's, it's tough to say right now because who knows? I mean, with this news today, are, are yeah, like, like, okay, let, let's just break down everything for it because we have talked in the last couple of episodes, actually, that hockey has done the most, the fastest and was on the fast track to being the first back on the field, ice pitch, whatever you want to call it to, to pretty much be back in action and so, well, what certainly is not called a field. No, no. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just talking about in general. I, I know, Come I know, on, I'm, Kenny. God damn it. Where, where's the boo button on this bitch? God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like we we like uh, we we've been very excited about Coyotes hacking coming back. So, what is the wrench that has been thrown in right now that may just derail the entire thing? Well, it's it's exactly what happened in Tampa Bay. Like at this point. Tampa Bay has had to shut down their phase two. So does the does the commissioner look at that and like, well, shit, there's like a handful of players that have tested positive. Um, not only not only do they worry about Tampa Bay now having a disadvantage amongst the other teams because they they've had to stop practicing and the other 30, 30 teams are able to still practice. That that is the lesser of the two evils, which is the the other side is like, man, are we are we being dumb? Like, are we are we putting players' lives at risk potentially? I don't, I don't want to say life; it's pretty dramatic to say. But I mean, if somebody's got it, like, here's a, the thing: I don't think it's dramatic at all. Like when we see the things going on in the world nowadays, it's not dramatic. It's it's reality. Right. It's reality. It's, it, yeah, you're right, and it's and it's. I don't want to say that anybody's going to die from it, but there are people that are more susceptible to get sick and you never know. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it might be something now that they're sitting there saying, well, let's take a step back. We're really eager to get this going. And, and everybody was, I mean, every, pretty much every team was ready to go and, um, all the players are pumped and, you know, like obviously the general managers, coaches, everybody, especially the 24 teams that are in the spot, you know, they're ready to go. Um, but it just kind of makes you think. Like I, when I first saw that today, my first reaction, Danny, was, "That's it. That's done. I know that this is the beginning of the end." 
then Bob McKenzie came out and said, um, you know, in a later tweet, it's like, I wouldn't say that this has anything to do with or this. This will have any repercussions as far as phase three is involved. But I just think that there's going to be uh, more, more strict regulations on how, uh, how players can interact. So what I'm, what I get from that is like, even the open States like Arizona for one, like we're, we're pretty much open at this point. Um, I think that if you're if you're contract you have a contract with an NHL team, technically your your NHL property, I think that even though Arizona's open, they might say, Okay, you guys have to still quarantine. Like that's that's you know, you guys are not allowed to go out. If you get caught, there's gonna be a fine, you might get suspended, blah blah, blah. could be punishment, et cetera, et cetera. Um so that's kind of, again, selfishly, that's kind of what I'm hoping for is that they're just like, okay, you know what, you know, you guys aren't able to go out to the bars or get in large gatherings anymore. Unfortunately, uh, the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning of all teams made a video, right? Uh, one of their players, Alex Klorn, made a video where it's like this like parody video where Everybody's sitting at their house, and, and their and their captain Stephen Stamkos is out catching some rays in his backyard, and and the caption of the video is like, "When you find out that you can that you can be with your boys again," and Alex Kalorn's riding up on a jet ski to to Stephen Stamkos's house, and they give each other love and blah blah blah, like, and they're just it's basically like, "Yeah, we're reunited," and blah blah blah, and then a couple of weeks later, their whole fucking team's infected, so it doesn't look good. Uh, the video in retrospect kind of looks like, well, did you, you guys are kind of asking for it, testing fate here, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I, I, I mean, again, I, it sounds I, I, I personally would not have gone as far as you guys were asking for it, but you know what, you guys, you guys were flirting with the line, right? Exactly. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to say that they were asking for it. I know it's all in good fun, you know. It's like they're excited, they're ready to go. I mean, right. Tampa Bay's a strong team, but. In retrospect, again, hindsight twenty twenty, it doesn't look great on their part, and uh, but you know that that's beside the point. We just hope that they're okay. We again, selfishly, I I hope that we can continue on with the momentum that we've already built. But at this point, you know, if if the commissioner is worried about players' health and safety, um, and if more cases start to come up, then you know I. I might change my stance on that. It's like, you know, it's like I'd rather I'd rather have all players healthy and happy. And it sounds crazy than the Coyotes having a shot at the Stanley Cup. But because, uh, of course, that's like one of my top three wishes in my life is the Coyotes getting right, shot right, at the Stanley Cup. Just trying to get that, yeah. All right, so, yeah, let, but, so let me ask you this right now. As, sure. as our NHL insider, Kenny Mitchell, what percentage do you put – on having this plan to fruition and having the NHL back for the 2020 season? If you asked me yesterday, I would say 95%. Today, I'm thinking we're looking more at 75. Okay. Still think there's a good chance that we're going to continue on. There's been a lot of legwork. But I think, honestly, like it, you'd be crazy to think that there's not a, a seed of doubt that is now... Right. Um, naturally of course yeah 
Yeah. So, All right, so I would but, say seventy five percent. But so so we're still I mean we're still looking pretty good, right? Like I would still put money on seventy five percent. I don't I don't know about you, but why yeah, not? Why not? I mean it's a yeah, good percentage. So, yeah. Um another thing that I, I and forgive me, I'm gonna ask this because I didn't get a chance to listen to the full episode. That sounds awful, but I No again, no go, was, go ahead, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're doing your thing. So yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I had a lot of family in, but um, did you guys talk about Javier uh, Gutierrez? Yeah, that was actually going to be my next my next topic right here because we did talk about Javier Gutierrez, and in my opinion, having him brought in right now is kind of putting together the entire plan that maybe Alex Morello had since the beginning. You know, like as soon as someone takes over a new team, you you would think that they would bring in their own people right away to start running the show. He gave the Coyotes people that were already there a f- almost a full year to continue with their operations. Things right. really didn't go as planned. And he started bringing in these new people, starting with uh, Javier Gutierrez and then with the new CFO that he also brought in. And that was going to be my next question to you, Kenny. Do you mm-hmm. think that Alex Morello is on a warpath for a new stadium? Oh, yeah, 100%. So I listened to the full uh, introductory uh, press conference. I don't know if you had a chance to see. Uh, I got a bit of it, awesome. yeah. It was awesome. Javier seems awesome. Yeah, I mean, he really does. He seems super humble, uh, very – almost like he he is just – extremely grateful for this opportunity and with so and I, I know that sounds weird to say because like who wouldn't be right but with his resume i feel like he could pretty much get oh he could have had any I job I want, he wanted like yeah i didn't want i didn't want to go that far but that's literally what i was about to say like yeah. he probably could have had any job that he wanted um but he sounds really really excited to not only be the coyotes ceo but like you know to be working with alex morello which Right there, that should be a, a pretty a pretty good sign that Alex Morello is is the right man to own this team because people are, are literally chomping at the bit to work for him. So, right, um, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I I, I love the press conference, but essentially, uh, one part um, that really caught my attention. Um, well, there's a couple parts. I'll I'll mention them. Sorry, I, can you still hear me? No, yeah, you're good. I accidentally disconnected. <laughs> no, I'll mention good. one part, though, um, that, that really caught my attention was Alex Morello was was blatantly asked, and I forgot who the reporter was, but shout out to you because the Coyotes have lacked a – I don't want to say anything bad about like Craig Morgan. I'm not saying anything – bad about him at all but we, there are some times where you have a good relationship with the team that you don't want to ask them a hard-hitting question right. that'll make them yeah. uncomfortable and craig morgan has you know um, an amazing talent he'll, he won't again he won't be out of a job long and the coyotes really respect him and, and vice versa um but i felt at some certain times that the, there needed to be more hard-hitting questions like i need to know like black and white what you're thinking here and i forgot the reporter's name but he totally did he was like so what's your arena plan? What's your arena plan? And uh, Alex Morello kind of laughed and he's like, "I knew that would come up." And and uh, he was like, "How do I say this without without not giving too much away?" 
And then the right. reporter, I love, I loved his response. He said, he, he just said, "Well, just say it." <laughs> and I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought that was really fucking cool. You know, I was like, "All right, dude, like, let's get this guy on, the, uh, you know, covering the Coyotes, you know, full time." But um, basically, Alex Morello said, "If it weren't for COVID nineteen, we, you know, we would probably be pretty close to an arena deal." Um, and he he did say that this it, it put the coyote or the coyotes as an organization back six to nine months, uh, where they were expecting to be a lot closer than they are now. Now he was very vague about that because he also did say, excuse me, he also did say I'm trying not to burp but I'm, I'm three beers deep. <laughs> and uh, that's how we all are here on Sticks and Kicks, so just let her rip. Fuck it. Okay. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to do it in this sentence like Rick and Morty. Just like, bleh, you know, like, but he also did say that uh, Glendale, <laughs> Glendale has approached him, well, the organization, um, about keeping the team there, which is so funny to me. Like, I'm not trying to piss off any of our, our West Valley listeners. But for the longest time, Glendale was the the you know the heel or, or the thorn in our heel. We're like sitting there, like yeah. man, like these guys want us out so bad. Like the taxpayers wanted us out so bad, and then the the uh, board of governors in, in Glendale they wanted us out so bad. And now they've kind of changed their tune, and maybe it's because of the ownership change, and maybe it's because the Coyotes are a better team than they were then. And, and, and no, no, uh, no, no, no. I, I fully think it's because the ownership changed. Now they see the potential in earning. They see that everything that can happen here in Glendale. Where yeah, we like, brought in a fucking superstar oh, as yeah. an o- owner. Yeah, like we went from we went from circling the drain and that's no disrespect to Andrew Barraway. Andrew Barraway saved us, right? But we went from circling the drain to acquiring Taylor Hall as an owner, you know what I mean? So it's like it's it absolutely could be part of the reason why um Glendale's now kind of like saying, Well, let's hold on a second. Let's try to see if we can make this work. But that's I I think that it's gonna be a tough sell because Alex Morello come came in here knowing well he, one of his he had a few quotes saying like we need to get an arena deal done fast yeah right away that, yeah. that day one that's what he said day one yeah you were in there yeah. i remember hearing i was yep. watching the press conference just for our listeners it was so funny i was at the gym and i was so excited that we finally got our owner and everything so i'm at the gym and I, instead of listening to like heavy death metal i'm listening to a press conference and all of a sudden i hear uh danny arona and i'm like what the fuck like this guy (laughs) like how did he weasel his way in there oh my goodness you know what there are ways my friend there are ways to get in there well i mean (laughs) for anybody that's unaware danny is a hustler like i we talk a lot of shit but danny's a hustler man like he, he he started off doing this you know just probably with zero listeners and you know now he's to the point where uh, the Coyotes organization recognizes him as a valid media source, so it's uh, you know props to you, buddy. Like that, you're you're on the hey. you're on the list of the press conference. Yeah, the thank press you, thank list. you. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It it, it, it so, took a while. It took a while going there. Uh, you know, uh, it, it went from like selfie videos to like my own tripod holding my own camera videos to everything. But yeah, it it has definitely been worth it. And the Coyotes organization is hands down. 
the best organization to host media. Oh my goodness, they are the absolute greatest. Yeah, they, um, Danny, Danny, uh, when he first got, we're kind of going into a little history here. I promise we'll get back to our point. But when he when he first got, um, recognized by the Coyotes, uh, Danny reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, man, look, I'm trying to grow sports. I, I like hockey, but I know that you're, you know, you've got inside sources in hockey. You've got, you know, you've got a ton of hockey knowledge. I mean, I've been a hockey fan my entire life." And he reached out to me and. Uh, we started going to these games together, and yeah, they 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 truly they truly do treat you with the utmost cla- uh, class and respect, and shaking hands with people that I idolized as a kid, and you know now we're at the point where it's like old hat. We can walk in, grab grab some coffee and some pretzels, and just act like you're a p- pretty big hey, deal. Yeah. But <laughs> um, no, we try to do our best to to make sure that you guys get what you uh, deserve. Um, you know, in our in our Hispanic community, and you know anybody that you know that enjoys listening to, to us talk. But uh, anyway, back to it. Uh, I just figured that was worth mentioning, man, because you know, there's not a lot of people that may know the roots of how this all started. But um, I think that you know that day when he when he was introduced as the owner, he he did make it a, a very very uh, prominent subject that he wanted to make sure that we got an arena deal done. So that made us all believe, like, thank you, God, like, make it more centralized. And again, to our West Valley listeners, we don't want you guys to be inconvenienced. We just want it to be like, instead of you guys driving 10 minutes to an arena and us driving 50, let's make it a 25 25 or whatever we have to do yeah that's just that is something that that we have taken in, into account here a long a long long time ago is that glendale like there's just nothing wrong with glendale other than where it is that's just it it's just so far away from downtown phoenix from mesa from gilbert from you know awatuki from uh, uh, everyone's coming from the east side, coming off of work at five o'clock, trying to get their get to get home, pick up their kids to try to take them to a hockey game. That's gonna take them an hour to get there on the freeway. Like, come on, like Glendale is just yeah. not the place. That's that's just it. It's, yeah. it. it's just all about location. That's it. Right, and and one thing I do have inside information on is that I know that. Taylor Hall loves being here, but he does not like the location of how how long it takes to get to the arena. Do you know where? He, he, do you know where Taylor Hall stays? Like, is is he was in Scottsdale? That's oh, where Austin. Okay. okay, so so I mean, yeah, I mean that's pretty typical. And and, and yeah, so, I mean, so yeah, it would take a while to get from Scottsdale to Glendale. Yeah, it's it's a tough tri- trip, and then me coming from San San Valley, I have to make like oh, plans a week in advance if I'm going to go to a hockey game. It's just that. I mean, I have to make sure that I've got babysitter lined up. I've got to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it's a, when I'm driving, like for a Thursday night game, I have, I'm going to be on the road for an hour and 15 minutes due to traffic. So, and then you get out of there. um, The game ends around 9 30, 10, uh, depending on, you know, how long the game goes. And it's like, shit, like I, I got to work at 6 a.m. in the morning and I got a 45 minute drive home. You know, with or without traffic, and, the, you and, know, the, and you're waiting for, for Danny and Arizona Deportiva to get through their press conferences and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. So it's like yeah, it it'll be nice. Um, 
to see where he's going with it. Uh, but yeah, he was very vague about it. He did say that uh, Glendale had approached him, and they're being very vocal about it on Twitter. You know, the city of Glendale on Twitter, you know, welcomed um, Javier uh, Gutierrez with open arms and were really excited, both voicing their excitement. So um, we'll see where it goes. But there's also a rumor going around that there is a couple, not just one, but a couple very attractive uh, lo- uh, locations from the East Valley. That's been that's been mentioned and, um, you know, I know that there's uh, the Arizona Casino. I know that that was at one point uh, an old casino. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's either Casino Arizona or Arizona Casino. Um, I think it's Casino Arizona. So it's on tribal land. And I know that that, um, that was a, uh, a rumor that's been circulating is that they're, they're talking about that one. Lucio brought up a good point. Shout out to Lucio. Uh, the Fiesta Mall. In uh, in Mesa, that's a lot of land there. Um, it's a lot that of work. Could be though. an option. It's a lot of work, though. Could be an option. And, yeah, exactly. Could be an option. But I I would go. I wanted to message you guys when I saw the message. Uh, but I I would go. I would say that that's probably not going to happen just due to the location. It's not in the best area. Um, and anybody from that part of town knows what I'm talking about. It's not in the best area, and I think that. Uh, that's one thing that they'll take into serious consideration is the location, um, you know, uh, financially and, you know, just the, uh, the, God, how do I say this without offending people? But it's just not a good no, part of like, town. Like you and, said, just say it, just say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good part of town. I used to live at country club in Southern. So I'm all fucking right, right there. I, he, all right. Here's the thing, Kenny, though. If like like you said, it like I I I all uh also lived near there um a couple years of my life, and I know I know the area. But here's my question to you though: If something as huge as a NHL franchise comes into town and takes over, does that not also open the doors to small businesses to maybe franchises to get to get in the door? Also, kind of like flood the area with you know new businesses new bars new restaurants new places to take your family on the weekends new new things to do and that might just kind of turn the table on that area yeah i mean that's an extremely valid point because look at westgate westgate was built around it was all farmland yeah westgate is now one of the most popular areas in in uh the phoenix area glendale obviously but it's a, uh, I mean, it, that that place was built because we have two major sports that are playing it like next door to each other, and they're like, man, we gotta, we gotta make this into a like a tourist attraction, and now people come to Arizona and visit Westgate, right? And it's a it's a beautiful location. I love what they've done with Westgate, but it just it, you know, uh, reality. There's heat maps and everything. I don't want to get into it again because like I don't want to offend anybody, but. Reality is that most of the fan base uh, that follow the Coyotes is more Eastern uh, or definitely not in Glendale. I'll just say that Phoenix area, uh, Tempe, Scottsdale, Mesa, etc. You know, we'll call it the Tri-City area. Um, That's kind of where all the fans are. And it's like we've covered, you know, it's it's tough for them to get out. 
tough for me to get out to a game, so I know how tough it is for others. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm very open to it. Um, the, the main argument is like, well, what, what about the Cardinals? They can still sell out. It's like, well, they also have eight games that people can go to. It's like it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not a. It, it, it's a very tricky thing to do with NFL, like. Yeah, and then even, even I mean, there's an argument to be made that even the Cardinals' uh, attendance has been pretty much overrun by pretty much any team that comes and plays here. Well, well I mean, that that, to, that comes into play with any Arizona sport. Like you, you talk about the Dombacks. Any Dodger, any Dodger game is going to be overrun with Dodgers fans. You know, 49er games the same way. You know, even Padre games. Padres, like, when's the last yeah. time the Padres won anything? Like, yeah, exactly. But even even, even like then, the they, they, they just go, go go ahead and they, they overrun Chase Field. You know, you, you look at the Suns. The Suns are probably in the best position, you know, going into next year. I don't know about this year because with this whole Kelly Oubre thing, we're going get to get, get to that in the second part of the show. But even like the Suns that are that that are looking good right now, like coming on on, on the upswing, uh, any Laker game, of course, is gonna be a Laker home game here. You know, any Spurs game yeah, is gonna be a Spurs home game here. Like it, it, it's one of those things that sickens you as a Phoenix fan, as an Arizona sports fan. But it's like, what can you do? It's like these right. people, and I will say, I say, I'll say this. I've said it before, and I will keep saying this. It's just a bunch of people that can't afford to live in their own home state. They come over here, and they judge the way that Arizona sports does things. So Right. And on top of that, it's like it's a fucking beautiful place to live. Everybody talks shit about the summer months. It's like, yeah, it's, it gets difficult, but, I mean, like, if, you know, for eight months, nine months out of the year, it's, Probably it, the most it is, place even live, right now, you know? right now we're in the summer. Like we're we're straight into the summer, like hundred plus degrees. This morning I spent the, the the day the day out on on the driving range. I spent the day playing golf. It was amazing. Like who wouldn't want yeah, this I mean, kind of weather? Especially professional athletes. Tell me that. You know. So yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a tricky combo, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's something that um, I think Alex Mello and, and his staff. I, I, I've never felt more confident in our front office that I do now. Um, I mean, we, we're looking at John Chaika, who's a very progressive GM, uh, minus all the you know negatives. He, he is a very progressive GM. He's been the most active GM statistically over the last three years. Um, so he, he's, he's working hard. He's also an entrepreneur. He, you know he owns like a, a chain of Wendy's. I don't know if anybody's ever told or we've ever talked about that, but He's a health nut, but he and his wife own a chain of Wendy's, which I think is awesome. Uh, it's hilarious and awesome. But it's, you know, we got John Chaika, and then we've got obviously, uh, obviously, uh, um, Alex Morello, and now Javier Gutierrez, and our new CFO. His name is slipping my mind, but they all have staff. Something low, something like that. Like, And that, that was the last thing that I want to ask you about before before we went into break is that the new CFO also, like, if you had any kind of inside information or anything that he might bring to the table in terms of new arena or any kind of plan like that. So as far as inside information, I don't have a bunch because he's a very, he's, he's another guy that's got a stacked resume. So trying to find out 
info on people like that. A lot of a lot of people with power. It's, it's tough, but I have heard that he it was highly coveted by multiple teams. Um, I I mean, what two things that stand out? He was the former director of finance for the NFL, so he was the NFL's yeah. accountant and NHL, right? Like and NHL. I, th- yeah. I think he did the NFL for eight years and the NHL for five. It's like if you're, it, yeah, exactly. You're working for, you know, two major, major sports, and you could hold down a job for that long as director of finance, and then now all of a sudden he's our CFO. Uh, and, and people, I do know that people are worried about that he only lasted a year in Florida because he did he did uh, work with the Florida Panthers as well. But he only lasted a year. I want to tell you, with the limited inside information that I do have, that it it wasn't because his job performance. It, it was a combination of Florida making cutbacks because they did. Florida is notorious, just like Arizona. We're not talking shit, Florida fan. Right. But uh, for trying to pinch pennies, you know that we Arizona and and Ottawa and Florida. Are, are near the bottom of fan attendance. So like, you know, if you don't have fans in the arena, you're not getting paid. So, um, they had to, they may not have been able to afford it. That's essentially what I'm saying. And, um, it just, it didn't work out for whatever reason. I won't get into it. I don't want to speculate, but now he's with us. And now he's part of our, uh, trifecta, you know, our our ownership, like we, we have guys that are like blue chip prospects in our ownership. And yeah, that's me right there. I mean, how how do you not feel more comfortable as a Coyotes fan than you have the last fifteen years? I I, I love it. I'm excited for it. We did call it that he was going to bring in his own guys, and sure shit, he did. Oh yeah. Um. Yep. And and uh, you know we're ready. We're ready to get this rolling and see what they can do. And uh, Alex Morello did also say in his introductory press conference that he's more of a hey i'm gonna i'm gonna let you do what you're gonna do you, of course you have to you have to get my permission on certain things but i'm not a micromanager so i'm going to provide the funding i'm gonna let you as the hockey mind do what you do best that's why we have you in your position and uh you know i mean if you think about it like we've got a bunch of money sitting in the front office and somebody like John Chica at the, at the, at the range here, you never know what this team can do. Um, you know, with, with the position we're at, I know we're closing in on break, but the last part I wanted to mention is that he was asked about Taylor Hall and Alex Morello did say that he, he didn't say, I don't, I don't worry about Taylor Hall not resigning, but he said that, uh, everything that's gone on is not going to affect Taylor Hall's decision. And he said, I, I forget his exact words were, but he said, I, I'm, I don't think it was confident, but I, I am, let's just say I'm pretty confident that we can still sign Taylor Hall or pretty hopeful. I think is what it was. So that's a good sign. I mean, he's the guy holding the wallet. So, I mean, but, yeah, but I, I'm I'm excited. All right, but before before we we go on to break here, uh, the last thing that I did want to ask you is precisely about uh, Alex Morello and like like you said, his confidence and not with Taylor Hall and not with any any signee or anything like that. 
But last week, there was a report that was put out that Alex Morello was not was seen as really not concerned about his punishment or the team's punishment due to all this stretch gate thing. And it really ruffled some feathers with other GMs around the league that mm. that that uh, maybe they weren't going to face the punishment that maybe they should or anything. So is there something to Alex Morello's calmness in that press conference? I think it was the one where he he presented Alex Gutierrez or I mean, Xavier Gutierrez. I'm sorry. But um, is there something Xavier? to that calmness? I, I said the same thing, by the way. I thought it was Xavier. That's the name that's the way it looks but um Javier. I got I'm sorry yeah Javier. Javier no you're you're good I, <laughs> I, I'm surprised I'm surprised I had to correct you as you know the, well, here, as, here's you know. the thing though like as a Spanish speaker as as an English reader because okay full disclosure I don't I've never read a Spanish book all right I can read Spanish I can talk fluently in Spanish I can do everything in Spanish but I've never read a Spanish language. book so as soon as I see X A B or whatever I, I read it as Xavier that's it that's what I read it as too and I, got <laughs> I just I just thought honestly that it was like it, it sounds like it isn't common so I'm I'm, I'm happy that I'm not the only one right, yeah. so so yeah like 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 I said it was just not because I, I'm not a Spanish I'm a Spanish talker I'm not a Spanish reader, so yes, I right. read it as Xavier. Right. Well, to, to, and and I did too, and so that makes me feel a lot better as a white person that you know that hangs around with pretty much everybody else. That <laughs> uh, I uh, that I didn't butcher it too bad, but yeah, to your point, I um, I don't I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not saying that it's posturing at all. I'm just saying that if if because uh, it didn't come up in the in the press conference with with Javier, I can tell you that it was, it was a forty five minute one, and I was waiting for that question. It didn't pop up, so maybe I'm not uh, maybe I'm not familiar with the exact time it did come up, but I did hear about it coming up. Uh, if if Alex Morello is is okay with it, and he seems very happy, like. I don't know if you saw the press conference, but he was wearing his shirt with his quote on it, which is awesome. Um, and he, it, his his quote, his famous quote is, I sure as shit want to win. Yep, he said that, that in a press conference. There you go. Yep. I that's sure not, shit want to win. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's, that's a fucking fan. That's a guy that's dedicated. So that was really cool. And, and, and we, turn on the, we turn on the press conference and he's wearing his shirt that says, I sure as shit want to win. I just thought that was awesome. So he seems happy. He seems in good spirits. They obviously know a lot more than we do. Um, if if he's happy, if he's in good spirits, then uh, in good spirits, then then take that for what it is, right? Because if he if he was being told like you're going to lose three first round draft picks and you're going to lose five million dollars or ten million dollars, twenty five million dollars, whatever, don't think that he would be as happy as he is right now. He might, right. you know, yeah. not, not showing his face a little bit. So yeah, I. As far as the punishment, there's still it's still very the, the the league is holding their cards very close to their chest. I do hear from some sources that it's going to be a fine and a slap on the hand, and I do hear from other sources that they're considering taking away draft picks. All right, so like uh, right now, like let me ask you, as not only an NHL insider but as an Arizona Coyote fan, how do you feel if it does come to it? 
with the Arizona Coyotes getting getting away with the slap on the wrist? Uh, as a, I'm going to try to be non-biased here. Okay. But I I think that a lot of teams do it, uh, or to an extent, and Arizona got caught, like you said in the previous episode. It, you know, it was their rock that was flipped or their exactly. stone that was turned. Their, you know, their like, rock uh, that got turned over. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just like with your, with the other, other sports, you know, like, like the Patriots and, you know, it's, yeah, there's probably a lot of teams doing this to an extent. And then the coyotes got caught and they got caught by a league that is currently under their own investigation. So there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of weird, shit going on by the way i know that we're, we have to touch on other sports but please remind me to tell you what's going on with the chl it's insane um in, in the second half we'll touch on it briefly but okay it's as a as a unbiased fan because you know i i do cover the nhl i i think that a lot of teams are going to be pissed that there wasn't more of a punishment but it's all going to be gamesmanship it's not going to be like well no that's fucked up they need to be punished. It's that, hey, I'm rooting for any other team to lose draft picks because that eventually, inevitably, helps me out as a franchise. And right. so I I think that it'll be like, oh, well, yeah, you guys got fucking lucky, but I don't think it's going to be, like, catastrophic. Right? I, 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 I know that being a Coyotes fan, I'll be extremely happy if it's a slap on the wrist and a small fine. Um, I'm not saying I expect that, but if I, I think it's only fair to set the precedent and say, Hey, we're looking at this now. Chances are multiple teams are doing this. You, you will be investigated just like the coyotes have. We're going to start out with fines, but if this happens again, then we're talking major, major punishment. And I don't think. It would be cool if they fucking threw the book at us when, or threw the book at the Coyotes for a mistake that probably multiple teams have made currently and in the past. Go ahead, sorry. All right, so all right, looking at it from both sides because as a Coyotes fan, of course, you know, a slap on the wrist—that's the best case scenario for all of us. And like, you know what? We'll take it and we'll pay our fines and we'll do whatever it is and let's just go ahead and move on. But. Mm-hmm. Looking at it from the other side, like we got away with slap of the wrist, and like you said, we're gonna look into everyone else that's doing this, and the next team that gets caught gets hit with an even bigger fine or even heftier, uh, you know, consequences, loss of draft picks, loss of uh, you know, maybe even loss of playoff contention, like even a, a heavier punishment. They're gonna look back and like, oh, why didn't the Coyotes get this shit when they did this? Like, it's just a lot of finger pointing. So like, it's a two, yeah. it's a two way street here. It is, but at the same time, you think about what the Patriots did, right? The Patriots got in trouble for it, and no other team after has dared to do what the Patriots did. The Patriots, you know, the, the and everybody's going to say, well, they're the sweetheart of the NFL, and of course they were, but it, it, was, it was more like a, hey, we caught them, don't let us catch you guys. Right. Because now, now there's a rule. Now, okay. well, there's always been a rule, but now there's a known rule. There, like, there's hey, precedent. We're not, there's precedent there. Yeah, yeah, we're not fucking around with this shit anymore. 
we've caught one team if we catch any further. So, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I think a lot of other fan bases would be like, okay, yeah, they should be punished. Um, maybe not fucking losing their future off of this because chances are their teams are doing the same thing. But, yeah, from here on out, there's going to be some serious consequences. So I, I can see where you're coming from, but I think that m- most most fans, most other teams, and and uh, you know most GMs will be happy if there if there is a punishment. But in the back of their mind, they're like, "Well, shit, we've probably done some shit the league doesn't know about either." So if we get caught, we don't want the book thrown at us either. So if we right. just see a fine happening here, then that's good with us. Okay. That just kind of like even for everybody and everybody just be is right, more, is more careful with their books and with everything that they're doing. Why are laws made? Because somebody did something. Somebody stupid. got caught. That's it. Somebody got so, caught. Did something it. stupid and not. Yeah. Somebody so. got caught. That that is pretty much the basis of every law that has ever been implemented in this country. Somebody right. got yeah. caught. Right. So, that's <laughs> uh, it. So, so you um, know what? All right. We're going to go ahead and go to break, Kenny. But before we do, I'm just going to ask one more question for you right here. Sure. If sure. the NHL comes back, and I know that the Coyotes are kind of long odds right now, but if you were a betting man, would you bet money on the Coyotes for the Stanley Cup? And how much are you willing to put on this team as of right now? Oh, fuck. You're going to hate this answer because it's not going to be what you want. But I I would not bet even if I thought the Coyotes were the Stanley Cup favorite. Just because I have my own superstitions and I'm also – I don't have a lot of expendable money right now. But <laughs> if, if let's, just, let's just pretend like I did have a bunch of money um, and that I wasn't superstitious. I would say I think the Coyotes – have a decent chance of beating the National Predators, but I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be a tough team to move on to. Um, Vegas is, you know, they do have a new coach, and uh, that can that can affect things. Um, but they've always been our well since their genesis, which is not that long ago. They they've been one of our toughest uh, opponents. So I would say it. I will be pleasantly surprised if the coyotes make it past the first round of the playoffs not the play-ins like i yeah i don't want to talk get, shit about you. the yeah. predators i but i i think that they can beat the predators i just i i think okay. they can but yeah but but, but you uh, would not I, put I, money I, down on them making it all the way to stanley cup no not this year not this year all i right. just think that we have we have too many missing pieces right now we still need um you know, some toughness and we just don't have that this year. So I, I, I don't want to put money down, but Hey, if it happens, fucking a, I will fucking, I'll happily eat my words. All right. There, there you go from our NHL insider, Kenny Mitchell, and maybe, maybe not willing to put down any kind of big money on it, but you know what? It is always welcome. Uh, thank you so much. We got, Kenny. A, we got a few seconds. We got a few seconds left. What would you put down? Well, what I put down, you know what? Uh, there, I, I do like it in tiers of betting and whatnot. Like they, they, uh, uh, I've heard it on uh, Arizona sports radio, how they put it in tiers of like, whether you would put a house payment, a car payment, a blah, blah, blah payment, a whatever it is. 
as it stands right now, I think I would put, I would put a cell phone payment down. <laughs> I would put a cell phone payment down just because uh, you know fuck. what? I, it's only I, like 200 bucks. Yeah. Like, you know what? It's 200 bucks, but you know what? As it's long gods, it is big, big reward. And it's a little bit of extra money that I have that I'm not spending at the bar right now. So right. fuck it. Why not hey, try to do it? I'll, I'll up the ante. I'll give our fans something to chew on. I would put down five bucks. You would put down five. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if I was in a spot to do so, I would put down 500 because it's like, if you're in the spot to put down 500, that means that you're okay with losing $500. Yeah. I, 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 I would say that that, that would probably be my cap. Oh, oh, oh five, okay, five hundred. I heard five bucks in the beginning. That's why I laughed. Like, oh, oh. no, fuck no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to give it. You know, I, I, I definitely see the calorie more than five dollars. Okay, okay. So, so, so that, so that's what it is. Uh, so, pretty much a cell phone, a cell phone plan, a cell phone bill is what we would put down right now. Because combined, it, I mean, yeah, if yeah, anybody combined. If if anybody's paying five hundred dollars for a cell phone bill, you should reevaluate <laughs> where you're getting your shit from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and if that, any, I, that iPhone better be stuck in your dick. And if any cell cell phone providers are listening out there, hey, we're opening to mentioning your brand right here. So hey, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Lower your price. We got you. <laughs> All right, hey Kenny, thank you so much. We're gonna see you on the other other, other half of the show. This has been Sticks and Kicks. Please stick around for more of Sticks and Kicks. And welcome back, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you staying tuned. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're excited to get this rolling. But before we continue, uh, we wanted to mention, first off, you know, a, a, a glaring, I don't want to say issue, but something that needs to be talked about. Uh, today is Juneteenth. Um, we, we, we take a lot of pride in being able to uh, be a part of this. And uh, especially now with everything that's going on right now, we... Uh, we're, we're very happy to acknowledge Juneteenth as not only something that we we respect ourselves, but uh, major companies, major organizations are acknowledging as a holiday now. So uh, we want we want to pay our respects, tip the caps, uh, crack open a beer uh, to all of our African American black black listeners, and just let let you guys know that we're we're thinking about we thinking about you in times like this and. Uh, we're happy that it's finally getting the recognition that that it needs, and uh, I know personally my 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 place of work has made it a holiday as of this year, which is awesome. I know a lot of my colleagues are off today, um, which I think is great. You know, uh, major companies like Adidas, Adidas made sure to uh, make this a, a holiday, and they're going to be closed from here on out uh, on uh, on June nineteenth. And uh, I, I think it's awesome. So we wanted to make sure. I mean, we did talk about Father's Day in the beginning. We didn't want to overshadow June uh, Juneteenth. Um, maybe something we should have mentioned in the, in the first half, and that's on me. Uh, but we uh, we're thinking about you guys. We love you guys. Uh, we're here with you guys. We stand with you. 
and uh, just enjoy this day and, and just know that uh, you, are, you are loved and acknowledged. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that, Kenny. And you, I, I'm sure that means a lot to all of our uh, African-American listeners, all of our black friends, all of our black brothers that are that are here listening to us. And um, and yeah, black brothers and sisters, for sure. Black brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah, definitely. We like come on. We're, we're one fucking family. We're one union. And it's, it's one of these things, Kenny. I, I don't know if you've ever felt the same way, but like, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, Star Trek fan, or even like Guardians of the Galaxy, all these like movies that we see in outer space and shit and like everyone is like one under one flag and all the all this shit like and i just think about like how cool would it be if we don't even like look at skin color we look at like we we wouldn't even look at how many scales someone has like how many antennae are coming out of everybody's heads like everyone's just looked at a person instead of what they look like like how cool would that be yeah it would be cool i'm not i'm definitely not a star wars or a star trek fan in fact, people are going to hate me for this, but I've never seen a Star Wars. Well, I've actually seen one Star Wars right, movie. Get out of here, Kenny. Was, we're, we're done with you. Thank one. you so much. <laughs> right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> it, it was the one with Darth Maul. And I just remember like people were like, that's the one you saw? That, like, that's one of the worst <laughs> ones. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, but I thought Darth Maul was badass. I'm not oh, lying. he like, was I the he was shit. Badass. He was the yeah, exactly. shit. Yeah, so like, but yeah, I, I, I saw it on accident and I didn't finish it so I apologize <laughs> to any of it uh, oh you've made a lot of enemies Kenny that. you've made a lot of enemies I, today I've also I've also never seen a Harry Potter Harry Potter movie or read a Harry Potter book you know what in this day and, and age with this climate that's going on I'm pretty sure that's going to be okay because okay, Harry, being a Harry Potter fan is not the best thing to be right now uh, I'm not going to go into it but yeah <laughs> I, I, I have I have I have no idea what you're talking about, but that like, yeah, I, I, uh, I've never, I've just never been a fan. Like I, I'm sci-fi is not my thing. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know what? You're, you're pretty okay on that front. Let me just say that. All right. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. All right. So, hey, you, um, know, you know what? I, I do have a lot. Uh, well, I, I, I do have, I got quite a bit of stuff going, going through here with the, this whole, of. uh, I want. I don't. I don't want to say rules, but this 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 statement that came out with how the 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 teams have to go in the USL coming in with the Phoenix Rising, everything. Yeah, that, we wanted to make sure that we didn't forget our soccer fans. I know yeah. there's not a lot going on, but man, like it's it, it. Trust me, we 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 struggle to find some news and and some substance to talk about. But Danny's got. Danny's got a little bit of meat you could chew on here, so let's hear it. Yeah, so, like, th this right here, like, I, I do have to give a quick shout-out and give thanks to John McPherson for having this kind of information for us here in, in order to share. And you know what? I'm just going to read these, like, uh, kind of summary for you, Kenny, and then you can tell me what it is that you feel about this and if it's the right way of going about returning sure. USL soccer to not only Phoenix, but pretty much around the country. Sure. All yeah. right. So, like, for, like this, this, these uh, bullet bullet points that we're gonna read off, pretty much come from a forty-eight page memo or paper that went out outlining everything that the teams need to do in order to prevent or uh, cover themselves from COVID. So, forty-eight pages of this shit. Uh, 
I don't know. You want to read do, do you, I, I've got the time. Do, do you read? <laughs> do you read forty-eight pages of your like rule books when you open up a new shit or like I don't, I don't. Bro, I I I can't tell you how many apps I've given permission to like access <laughs> my entire phone because I don't read the terms and conditions. Either. And then they're, they're usually like one page, but I'm like, I don't got time for this shit. I'm trying to edit a photo or you know, <laughs> you some random bullshit. So it's like they probably have had you know they're like, hey, we uh you know the terms and conditions. Like, uh, we want your firstborn son, a blood sample, a school sample, <laughs> access to all your photos and, and live recording from your camera. So, yeah, no, I absolutely would not read a 48-page memo, but uh, I'm sure there's some lawyers out there cringing at the back. That, yeah, pretty uh, much. We that's, haven't. That's probably what it is. But, but that's right, what y'all so, go to school for eight years for. I mean, you can't hate on us for not knowing that. We're just uneducated. That, and that's pretty much what we built this basis on. That's why we're hosting a podcast so you guys are in courtrooms. And making a shit ton of money while we're sitting here doing this for free, hoping for the best. Exactly. So, like I said, any other cell phone companies or anybody else that wants to go ahead and throw their hat in the ring for advertisements, feel free yeah, to reach out to us on Sticks and Kicks. <laughs> Sponsor us. We're 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 pretty hilarious, and we like free food. There you but. go. All right, so like, <laughs> let, let's go ahead and thing number one, Kenny. Yeah. Is that all players need to go ahead and do a preliminary test, and they need to do this once they reported pretty much the training to camp or whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, and anybody that goes in, they have to come out negative and they'll be able to go in to do full team training. So, I mean, it pretty much makes sense, right? You're negative. You're able to go ahead and go in and train with your, with your teammates. That, that makes a lot of sense. Is it, is it a weekly test? Is it just a a one and done or what? All right. So the, the way this, this says right here is that, uh, that teams will not be able to resume contact training until all tests are reported. So once everybody's 100%, they're good to go. Once league so it games, sounds like it's just one test. No, no, not not at the beginning. So once league okay. games resume, the test will be a weekly occurrence. So they're, okay. they're going right. to be tested every week, coming into training, and it's like, all right, you're good to go. Anybody well, over and, and and anybody that comes in over uh, with a temperature over one hundred point four degrees, they're sent home right wow. away. You're, you're like wow. you're not training. You're going home. It'd be interesting to see uh, the Phoenix rising because they're like motherfucker. It's like hundred and ten outside right now. I'm gonna yep. be a little hot. So um, yeah, they probably honestly they probably have to keep them in like an air conditioned room for at least twenty minutes. Anybody that's an Arizona native. Uh, knows that like if you walk outside for two minutes and walk indoors and immediately get your temperature taken you're gonna be you're gonna be higher than normal but yes. it'll be interesting to see but i mean that's go ahead i i would imagine that this temperature taking is going to be taken while they're still inside before they go out so before they go out into the sun before all this hits them and everything is like all right you're good to go you're, you're you can go out to train so or you can't let them in until you know that they're safe. I would, so ho- I would hope so. So we'll, I will see. Yeah. We'll see where they go from here. It'll right. probably be a, be a tent outside. But, yeah, no, I think that's pretty uh, – just to give my point on that, I'm not going to be uh, groundbreaking or anything. I think that's extremely smart. Uh, one thing I will say, I think the players are going to hate it because they got to get a nose swab every week, and it's not comfortable. Um, oh, I've seen yeah, a couple I mean, of videos right there. You know how deep that fucking swab goes? God damn. Yeah. I had it done, man. Oh, I my know. God. It sucks. it 
suck. It it's looks awful. Worst. Yeah, so they're not going to be a fan of it. But, I mean, you, you're making good money playing the sport that you want to play. I mean, that's it's the, it's the, uh, it's the price to pay, unfortunately. But, yeah, I think that's smart. I, um, that's pretty much a given. All right, so each team is going to have 40 covered persons, quote-unquote. So they're, they're going to be able to have those as part of the team. So that includes the roster, their academy players, or players on loan that they're going to be using, staff members, coaches, things like that. So they have a total of 40 people that they can have covered that they're going to be using okay. that are going to be doing all these weekly tests and doing all the stuff that's going in and out of the training facility. So, I mean, okay. cap, capping in at 40, okay, not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see the the average of the amount, like in a, in a regular season, how much people are involved. But, yeah, 40, 40 is a good amount of people. Yep. All right, so here's where it starts to get interesting right here. So covered covered persons are expected to self-quarantine during the season except for essential functions. Now, here's where the essential functions come in. So we got grocery shopping, medical appointments, haircuts, personal hygiene appointments, physical therapy. Haircuts is on there. Ah, okay. Physical therapy. Drugstore visits, hiking, running, subject to social distancing, banking, takeout food, auto repair, visits to governmental authority, daycare, and school visits. Whenever they're out doing it, they're expected to be wearing masks. Man, I feel like there's a... You remember that game? Like, tell me... or. Tell us what what doesn't belong in this group. Right. I, I feel like there's, there's, <laughs> one of these things is like not a, is not like the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of these things, exactly. <laughs> like you, you nailed it. I fucking butchered it, but what else is new? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That seems a little odd, but uh, all right. I mean, it's it's cool that they're giving more flexibility, but God, man, can you imagine being tested every week and you're like, motherfucker, I got a haircut and I got <laughs> right. COVID-19. Like, maybe I could have fucking lasted a little bit longer i mean I embrace the weird man like i fucking if you got it, nobody's gonna be judging you if your hair's all fucked up you know it's like who gives a shit but anyway i don't know it's i, I just never thought that, that would be an essential like you hear daycare you hear grocery shopping and all that and you're like all right that makes a, a lot of sense but then you're like a haircut did i hear painting uh no not painting what 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 is it you thought you heard what the hell I don't know. I, I could have sworn I heard it, but maybe not. Okay, I'm glad. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with Said hiking ever? and running and personal hygiene, physical therapy. Where the fuck did you hear painting? Maybe it was hiking. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hear it. But go ahead. All right. So, okay. So, if a person tests positive, they will we be required to isolate? That's kind of a given, you know? Obvious. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, they... Here's the thing, though. They don't have to report them by name. They can either say anonymously, like the team itself, when they report their, their like health and everything, they can either report them as a player or a staff member. But, like, if one, well, of, that your, makes one of your starters is sitting out for two weeks without explanation, you can kind of, like, put two and two together. Yeah, that's deductive reasoning, right? I mean, we're going to figure it out, but... I agree with that. I, I think that a lot of people 
like Ezekiel Elliott, we, we touched on it in the beginning and we wanted to touch on it and we won't get too deep into it, but um, his agent fucked him over. His agent was like, yeah, Zeke tested positive for COVID-19 and, and Zeke paid this fucking hilarious tweet. I love it. Oh, the whole thing but with the just, whole HIPAA thing and shit? Yeah, he just... <laughs> It, he, his the only thing he said in his tweet was HIPAA question mark, like question mark. And, and it's like that's true. I mean, you're not that that is your legal right to yeah. be able to withhold your your medical. So I, I'm I'm assuming that Zeke is going to be looking for a new agent. So it's all like, um, hey, dude, like it, we, no one should have known about this. Like, dude, talk to your fucking person that represents you. Um, I know, in the fucked up part, and and I and I kind of get where he's coming from. But at the same time, it's like, well, you guys were pretty active. It's that I forget whose birthday party it was, but the Cowboys all got together. With coronavirus, was still was was rapid, right? I don't want to say it's not rapid right now, but we had a little wind down moment where they started to open up again. But this was like during full quarantine. There was a there was a team birthday party, and there was over twenty people there, and they all got together. And I think Zeke was there. I know Dak Prescott was there. It, and uh, they got under a lot. They were under a lot of fire for it. And the team had to make, or, or the athletes and the team had to make a a statement saying like, "Oh, this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah." Like some just bullshit to cover up their their shit. But now, like, you can almost understand why Zeke is a little upset. He's like, "Well, what the fuck?" Now everybody's gonna be like, "See, if you weren't an irresponsible dickhead, this would have never happened to you." Yada yada yada. So yeah, <laughs> it is. I, Getting back to your original point, I I actually I, I'm totally okay with with people not disclosing who. I mean, I I know it's so frustrating, especially in hockey, like, um, but in all major sports, to say a player's injured and then you don't say the timetable or exactly what it is. You're like just. We know he's injured. Just fucking tell us. Just tell, oh happened? yeah, we like we we talked about this before when they just say like a yeah. lower body injury. Like, all right, what kind of lower body? Is it a broken he's out, he's toe? Out. Is it of like he's broken out leg? Week to week. Yeah, he's out week to week. It's like motherfucker. I've seen week to week turn into like six months. It's like, yeah, technically you're not wrong, but fuck right. you for, for giving <laughs> yeah. us any kind of false hope. But yeah, just, no, not naming a player I can see is different. Or our. Uh, player or a staff member i i can see i i see that as okay all right so the next thing right here is that any travel for because be, they're, they're going to continue this is not a bubble like the nba is trying to do right here this is still going to different stadiums so any travel that a team has to do if it's under 500 miles they have to do it by bus so no flying if it's under 500 miles oof I know that the players are not going to like that. I certainly wouldn't, but uh, I can understand it. I, there's no real, uh, real backlash from me on there. I, uh, I mean, 500 miles is not that far. It, it uh, yeah. I mean, it's what? What is it from from Phoenix to LA? What is what is that? 350. Uh, I think it's. Yeah. Well, no, no. I think it's. You might be, yeah, you might be right. I honestly, I just remember that that hour. It takes me five and a half hours. Five and a half hours around three fifty. So yeah, so if you double that, seven hundred miles. So that's a little bit more. And what is that? Ten hours. So let's just yeah, the difference I, that's, there. That's Six, nothing. seven hours. You can you can play a couple game of cards. Get it, get it, 
a nice nap and a meal in. It's like that's nothing. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to like it, of course. But I mean, but I, I, mean, I, I it's definitely... more controlled than an airline. Oh fucking a! I mean, so, yeah. we still we still have airports are probably the most dangerous place to be right now. Probably. All right. So but, then. Now well, we, hospitals do, but anyway. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't fucking set foot in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't trying to go there, but I guess we have to, right? But all right. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So the the next thing right here is uh, when teams do elect to fly, traveling personnel will be asked not to travel to the airport together unless they're roommates. So, of course, if you're roommates with someone, you're obviously spending a lot of time together. So, okay, you can get to the airport together. You're already yeah. spending every every fucking minute together. So that's the only reason they can be allowed to get there. And they're not going to be allowed to take any kind of food or drink from the plane. Anything that they get has to be a pre-sealed kind of meal that they bring with them. That's fine. I I don't. That's one of those things kind of like a given to me. Like, I don't I don't see any issue with that. Yeah, Anybody so- that wants to take plane flute, pain, go ahead plain food with them and has an issue with it it's like fuck off dude enjoy your pretzels <laughs> so yeah so like that's the, that's something that like they put the rule in there so yeah that's definitely them protecting their players for that so, same same yeah. thing with any kind of drinks and anything like you know what we're not gonna have any of that no no drinks no none of this uh alcohol service and the teams have to book a couple of seats worth of uh a couple of row worth of seats in order for those seats to be empty between players and commercial passengers okay like do you get what i'm saying here is like they yeah, bo- yeah they, they booked the I first they booked the first 10 rows let's say for phoenix rising players then they're gonna book rows 10 to 13 just so no one else gets them, so they can be like you know empty and then the back part of the plane can be for the rest of commercial air. Because like, that's all they do is commercial air. Phoenix Rising does not have a private jet line, you know, for them to travel. Yeah, and I, I truly don't see an issue with that. I mean, if the airlines are okay with it, I mean. Oh, they're making their, their money, so fuck it. Exactly. It's their job, so whatever. I mean, like, it's that that's way above my pay grade. I don't want to ever even fathom the idea of fucking trying to navigate that but I don't see any issue with that either alright for match day procedure when you are visiting someone else you have to let them know 14 days ahead of time that you want to use their facilities in order to train okay if you know in two weeks you're going to be visiting Los Angeles per se then you got to let them know two weeks ahead of time hey we're going to be over on your field and we want to use your field to travel to to practice with so both teams cannot be on the on the field at once. And if it happens to be like, let's say Phoenix, for whatever reason, needs to fly to L.A. and they can't bring their own soccer balls, then the host team has to provide at least 12 fully inflated, uh, de- uh, sanitized uh, soccer balls for them to train with. So the home team pretty so much the, has to has to provide the balls, the the water, and the Gatorade is what it boils down to. All of this. So the only team that would ever be upset about this is the New England Patriots. And hear me out, because you said inflated, fully inflated. <laughs> so, you son so, of a bitch! 
uh, I, Irene's going to kill me, but, uh, yeah. I, I love it. That, that, yeah. That, that, that's completely normal to me too. I mean, two weeks is, is a good amount of time, but like, again, there's, there's people that handle this. Like the players won't even have to fucking worry about this. Like they're, they're fine. They're doing what they have to do and they're paid to go out and play. And, uh, there are people above them that fucking do what they have to do. So I'm, I'm cool with that. There's, Really, everything that you said, I I have no issue with. All right, that is all very very well and good. That's all uh, pretty much uh, what is it? Common sense. I know it's very rare nowadays, but there is some common sense left. So now common we now now so we move on. To, now we move on to the fans. If oh god, if they are allowed for for it to be fans, then uh, teams need to space out. Their fans in the stands, they need to space out their fans in line to get into it. If possible, for the fans to be able to come into the gate nearest their seat, masks mm-hmm. must be worn when they're traveling to their seat, when they're in concession lines, when they're doing all this sort of thing. Um, any kind of food that is provided has to be fully wrapped, like no open food type of thing that or no prepared type of thing. They need to be like fully wrapped and only opened once the fan reaches their seat back again. Uh, so it sounds like a lot. I, I don't see this, this happening, Kenny. I don't see it. Yeah, you're right there, buddy. I, I, I think this is the only one I really disagree with. I don't even know why this is a topic. Like every other sport, has committed to no fans and I get like the USL might need their fans for revenue, but think about how much revenue you're putting into all these precautions, right? Like you have to have fully staffed security to make sure people are fucking are are social distancing and whatnot. And then there's going to be issues there because nobody, you get a, you get a group of a hundred people and you tell them one rule. I would say, 50 of them are going to do what you told them to. And then the other 50 are going to just be fucking around because that's just the way our fucking society works, unfortunately. So it's like, you gotta, you know, pay security and then you gotta fucking make sure that food is wrapped properly. And you gotta make sure that, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know what, just fucking go without fans. Just like every other, every other sport is doing. And if you, if you really think that that's not doable, I hate to say it, cancel the fucking season. I mean, if you if you can't hold everyone about about that, like this all sounds impossible. And you know what? We're not even done with the fan section, Kenny. We're not done. I know that's just I, I was dreading this part <laughs> because I fucking knew it was going to come up. But like, yeah, I, I was dreading this part. But go ahead. All right, so like here here we have right there. All right, this is this is my favorite line out of. Oh, I can't wait out of the whole thing, out of the entire thing. To minimize the spread of the pandemic, the agreement okay. also states that teams should take responsible efforts to defer fans from singing or chanting. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, oh my god! So you okay? So you're okay? You're okay? Potentially okay with with fans coming into the arena, but you not only expect them to wait in line properly, but you expect them to sit there with their mouths closed yep. and clap when a goal is scored. Yep. Sit there, be you, quiet. 
do do the whole golf like what is it the whole golf cut? Yeah, I mean it's like fucking. Even when Tiger Woods is on the fucking uh, on the course, dude, like they don't follow the fucking rules. Like you expect soccer fans, probably the most wild fans in sports, to fucking behave? No fucking way, dude. Like they're 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 not going. And and I'm I'm saying this as a soccer fan. I'm not trying to talk shit to anybody, but like. If my team scores a goal, I am not going to stand up and scream my fucking lungs out and, and, you know, going around giving everybody hugs and high fives. Like, it's like, it, it doesn't, I, it's, it's wild to me that this is even being talked about. This is complete news to me. So I'm glad you brought this up. Like, why even risk it? Cause think about the other side of this, Danny. Like, think about the other side of this. Yeah. And imagine a, an outbreak. Oh right? my God. The USL, not a heavily funded league. I mean, it's it, it's doing well, of course, but not a heavily funded league in, in comparison to the other leagues out there. They are the ones that are like, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna let the fans in, right? We're gonna do we're gonna do our part. We're gonna spend a lot of money to make some money. That looks kind of greedy, if you think about it. And I know that they need it, and I know that. You know, it's it's kind of a a double edged sword there, but imagine there's an outbreak and then all of a sudden the amount of scrutiny that would be on like the entire league. They, yeah. they they might be at the point where they're like, Fuck it, we have to fold. It's like why risk that? If you don't feel like if you don't feel like you can survive without fans this season, then cancel the season. You have to. If you do feel like that you can that you can make it without fans, then do what every other fucking sport is doing. Look at to your look to your older brothers. Don't say the major leagues. I know they have a lot more money, but they're being responsible and they're being safe. I can only imagine how ugly things would get if all of a sudden they're like breaking news: the USL under investigation, or you know, blah blah blah, because yeah, they allow fans. All this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I heavily disagree with the fact that this is even being talked about. That they're trying to do and, it. Like, yeah. like And you know what? I'm, I'm with you on, the, on that end with, like, you know what? They probably need the revenue more than other major league sports. But at what cost, you know? At, at what cost are you going to do this to jeopardize your entire organization? Like you said. Not only that. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but, like, at what point? Do you put money for your league over the well-being of your supporters? Yep. Like that, that, I mean, I'm not trying to be harsh, but the second that you're like, hey, we'll take the risk, that looks bad. Even if nobody caught COVID-19 from this, it, it looks bad. Like, yeah, we're going to take the risk because we need the money. It's like, now that's pretty greedy. It, it, like... <laughs> If you, if you don't think that you can survive, there's other leagues, minor leagues, that have canceled their seasons because they know that, like, hey, we don't have the operating costs without fans, so we're not going to risk it. We're just going to close the season, and we just have to deal with that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I just, I feel like, I don't know, man. And, and, and you know what? It <laughs> continues to break it down with the whole, like, you know, the bathroom situation, you know, if you if you're doing the porta potty, space them out. If you're doing but like the regular like restrooms, it's a, like yeah. it, it just continues to go off and off and off and all this is like all these things, in my yeah. opinion, are like really 
almost impossible to fully, you know, just uh, impossible enforce. and avoidable. Enforce. Yeah. Like, if just don't, just avoidable. don't, just don't. Like either either do it without fans or or don't do it. At, like yeah, yeah. And can you imagine like fucking security guards in the bathroom watching you fucking take a piss? It's like, dude, like what am I doing here? Am I being drug tested? Like it's like, dude, just fucking just use your like Danny said, use your common sense. It's very uncommon nowadays, but don't even fucking entertain the idea. The fact that they even release this to the public kind of makes, kind of irks me because it's like, oh, because there are some fans out there that'll be like, oh yeah, well, I've got hope now. Well, now you're yeah. going to piss off a lot of your, your, uh, a lot of your, I don't want to say dumb, but a lot of your naive, heavily supporters that are like, fuck this, dude, like no virus is going to take me down. It's like, yeah, it may not take you down, but it might take the person next to you down. It, yes. It's, yes. It, you're giving false hope when you know it's a long shot. Just fucking come out and say it. Like, we're not comfortable with fans being there. And we have to reevaluate if this is even a viable option for us. To and, and and there's one thing, then you know, a quick shout out to the other motherfucker a couple of shows ago that like was talking about like the Seattle tour or what the, what the fuck they're called, the Tacoma tour or whatever. That was like talking to us on Twitter and everything about how like they would handle their, their shit on the field. Yeah. You guys got like what? 200, 300 people. In your stands, it's very easy to space out 300 people in the stands. Phoenix Rising sells out 7,000 plus a game. How do you pick and Not choose? A... How do you pick and choose between 7,000 people? Who gets yeah, to go hey, to the game and who doesn't? Super humble brag. Fucking Phoenix Rising is probably one of the best supported soccer clubs out there right now. So yeah. shout, out, shout, shout out to all the rabid fans and shit out there just fucking putting in work shout out banditos shout out red fury shout out every other fucking uh every other supporter no matter what we we appreciate you but and you know what? All a, in all, a special mo- shout out to aaron blau who i was talking to on facebook earlier today about all of this going out with this with, with this entire like formulation that came out with 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 all this news on the usl saying this can be a complete podcast episode well you know what yeah we turned it into a full podcast episode. So there you, there you go, Aaron. <laughs> Love you, buddy. There you go. All right. You know what? <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and trade. Like, I, I think we're on the same page here is that if you're going to do it, if you're going to bring back the USL, just do it without fans. Let's, let's just avoid all this shit. All right. Might be, might let's, be worth a Twitter poll. Hey, you know what? Maybe. Well, well, you know what? We'll go ahead and get, get on that this week. We'll see. We'll see, cause I, cause I know that uh, Phoenix Rising has put out surveys for membership uh, people. Like I, I, I am definitely a membership follower of the Phoenix Rising, so I definitely got my survey. I put my survey in, and they're kind of testing the water, see what people are feeling. Like that's that's what I'm feeling from it, uh, as far as things are going. But yeah, we'll go ahead and put out a Twitter poll. See, see how. Our listeners are feeling about whether or not they would go to the stands and especially under these rigorous, uh, I don't even call them rules, rigorous implementations or whatever, dude. There's so much fucking words for everything nowadays. There's like, a oh lot. my God, I don't, I can't even follow that shit. But yeah, we're on the same page. I, I, anybody that's listening, just remember, like, I, I know sports are a, 
a major point in your life. And of course it is with us because we fucking, we, we talk weekly and <laughs> about shit about a bunch of other grown ass males that we've never met in our lives. But like, you know, let's, let's really bring it back down to reality. You shouldn't be in the stands. If, if you're, if you're upset about that, then don't watch soccer. I mean, you can't, well, not, yeah, not we, we, permanently, we just, but don't watch soccer this year. We got to, we got to bite know, the I'm, bullet on this guys as soccer fans. Let's just face it. We just got the, got to bite the bullet on this season and not watch show the up. fucking yeah watch the fucking games because they're gonna be televised they yeah, have watch to it. yes they're gonna make any yes. kind of money watch them online they're gonna be phoenix rising games are on espn plus you can hear the spanish audio on arizonadeportiva.com which by i way, highly recommend it too yeah. uh, danny danny i gotta give you a shout out bro i have never gotten more pumped to hear a a, a soccer game and it's not just because he's my boy but motherfucker, this guy has missed his calling. Maybe not missed it because he's still he's still right there. This guy can call a fucking sports game. So like, if you if you ever you know want want to hear real transparent commentary and and just tradition, I mean, like Danny Danny keeps it real, man. Like, listen to it. It's 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 awesome. I love I love hearing. It. I don't understand a fucking word he's saying. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what, man, I get so fucking hyped when I hear the goal. You know, I mean, it's just so fucking cool. So, yeah, give, give it a listen. Stay at home. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Don't don't try to, you know, do it just because – don't try to prove yourself as a super fan. If you're a super fan, you know that it's responsible. You, you already to, know. You got you got nothing to prove. You already know you're a super yeah, exactly. fan. You we already we know you're a super fan. Everybody knows. Like, you got nothing to prove. Be safe. Take You'll care of your, your family. you again. Yes, exactly. exactly. All right, so like, let's well, go ahead and move on. We got Kenny. into a lot of soccer. Yeah, we got into a lot of soccer. We we needed to, and again, our soccer fans, we love you guys. We truly do. There's just not a lot of talk about. You know, like we all we all know it. <laughs> we all know. It. In fact, the last 20 minutes or so, we we covered pretty much COVID 19. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's there's just not a lot to talk about. But we um, once everything gets back and rolling, I promise you this is going to be a. a a prominent soccer podcast as yep, well. Yep. Oh, well, I mean, this 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 past week, like th- this week right here, could be a turning point because by this time next week, Liverpool can be the champions of English soccer. I know Lucio's going to be really happy about that. I don't know, Kenny. Do you, say, why you, why, do, why do you, you think? Him- do you think we can like uh, keep him off for a couple more weeks so he doesn't come on here and just keep on talking yeah. shit or? Because it'll be a 40-minute podcast with Lucio talking about how great his fucking team is. So, yeah, so, yeah I, no, I, I, mean, I think we're just going to hold down the fort for a while and not let Lucio back on. <laughs> we'll, we'll have his dad on. But. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, guys, boys and girls, everybody listening, we, 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 we had some soccer to cover. That was pretty much it. Again, we, we will get back to it once there is some meat to chew on. But um, I wanted – well – Danny, did you have any final things to say or a No, no, that's it. What? Like for for me, like here in my nose, next thing is to get back to this whole CHL thing, and I know you got a lot to oh, say yeah. about that. Yeah, so I I I know we talked a lot about hockey in the beginning, and so I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. But it's not going to be something that we we can just pass over. So the CHL, for those who are not aware, 
is basically where the NHL drafts their prospects out of. So think of it like the NFL, they draft their prospects out of uh, college. The NHL does that too, but the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, is is a mixture of the Ontario Hockey League, which is the OHL, the QMJHL, which is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the WHL, the Western Hockey League. It's it's a it's an accumulative uh, league of multiple leagues. So it's it's like the Daddy League, right? That's where pretty much. I would say 90% of the players that you see on ice today are drafted from. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to say 90% because there's the SHL, the Swedish hockey league, but we, again, you guys get my point. Uh, it's, it's a major, major talent pool. Well, they are currently under investigation because there was a player and I, and I, and I don't, want to go without saying his name but unfortunately his name is skipping my mind right now but there was a player uh, his last name is Guest and he played on the uh, not the London Knights the, uh, the Kitchener Rangers uh, in the OHL his last name is Guest I think his first name is Eric but I don't want to butcher it but um, he he did like a Facebook or an Instagram, Instagram live video about you know, it's like, all right, since everybody else is coming out with stuff, I need to get some shit off my plate. And he kind of opened the floodgates. And I don't think that he knew that this was going to happen like this, but he was like, basically in his video, he, he disclosed that he was a rookie in the in the Canadian Hockey League. And basically the Canadian Hockey League, they, they – cap out at 17. So you're like anywhere between 13 and 17. So you're with a bunch of kids, bunch of kids, but there are adults that have to coach this hockey team. There are adults that own this hockey team there, et cetera, et cetera. Well, basically the rookies in the Canadian hockey league are targets. They're basically like, Hey, you're going to go through a year of hazing and then you'll join us. Well, this kid talked about his rookie year in the OHL and told the story about how he was not allowed to leave a bathroom at a party until he snorted cocaine. Jesus Christ. Very... What's that? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no. that's uh... oh, oh, yeah. I thought you said something else. But, yeah, he was very against drugs his entire life. He, he mentioned that he was like, I, I've never done drugs. I didn't drink I didn't blah 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 we were we were forced to drink but that was normal kind of like you know like but I never thought that I would have to snort cocaine to stay on a hockey team or to be accepted on a hockey team and so you think that's bad right you think that's bad and it is bad and I feel bad for him and you know you know our thoughts are with him and he, he it traumatized him to the point where he's still talking about it till to, uh, this day and finally released it well, other NHL players, former NHL players, uh, no longer in the league, uh, the most notable, and any Coyotes fan out there will recognize the name I'm about to say, is Daniel Carcillo. He's a former NHL player. He's won a Stanley Cup with the Chicago Blackhawks. He was drafted by Pittsburgh. 
Um, the Coyotes ended up acquiring him, and uh, he became a fan favorite. He's a fighter. He was a, a nasty, nasty player. There's a lot of nasty rumors going around about him. He was not the, the, the most liked guy in the NHL, and he's still not. And um, I agree with what he's fighting for. Basically, he's just fighting for the mental health of NHL players, uh, but he also contributed a lot. Like he, he caused concussions, which he, that's his main argument is that he is a concussion victim, but he was one of the dirtiest players in the NHL and he caused a lot of concussions. So it's kind of like, well, you know, I see where you're coming from, but you, you were part of it. Um, he was also known as a bully in any locker room that he went into and treated people like shit and fucking et cetera, et cetera. Well, now he's reformed himself, and I believe in second chances, and, and I and I agree with what he's doing, and, and if he's seriously got a mental illness, then, like, who am I to speak on that? Like, I don't I don't know. Um, but he came out, and he mixed with a group of other um, former CHL players and some NHL players came out and released their stories, and they released it to a... Uh, a, a very profound hockey writer named Ken Campbell. He he uh, uh, he writes for the Hockey News. It's a it's a great great read. Anytime you get a chance to read it, uh, read the Hockey News. Not necessarily this article because it'll make your stomach turn. But basically, uh, they came out, and I'm and I want to warn anybody every anybody that's listening, it's going to get graphic. So if you're not ready to hear it, then you can tune away. But uh, there are multiple multiple reports where pl- players in their rookie year were forced to do drugs, do alcohol, drink bodily fluids such as semen, feces, and urine, uh, forced to conduct sexual activities on older players in, in their locker room. Uh, they didn't get into details, but sexual harassment, um, forced to conduct sexual activities with animals. Um, there's one story about um, a player that had announced that he and other rookies were forced to be shoved into a bus, uh, uh, sorry, bus bathroom. Um, so about like six or seven players were shoved into a small bus bathroom, butt naked, and their clothes were taped. All of their clothes were taken off and taped together. Um, and they had to basically unravel the tape and, um, they couldn't leave until every, every player was dressed. So these guys, eight people in a small bathroom, butt naked, trying to unravel a, a wad of clothes that was taped together uh, and none of them could leave. And it was a couple hours that they were in there rubbing against each other, unfortunately, butt naked. So, um, again, the animal, the animal thing, there were, uh, there was people that had to eat live animals or touch an animal inappropriately. Um, you can use your imagination on that one. Um, and you touch other players inappropriately. And these are all kids in their formative years. Well, on top of that, 
to make matters worse, I, everybody's going to say, well, kids are kids. Well, that's already fucked up to begin with, right? The kids are kids argument can kind of take a backseat to this yeah, point. Yeah. Like- there are, there are multiple reports that the coaches would walk in on some of this happening. Some coaches would laugh, turn around, and leave. Some coaches would participate. There was one story of a kid, a coach walked in on a kid in the shower who was sitting naked and he was tied down and people were smacking this kid's ass with a sawn off goalie stick to the point where they couldn't sit down later. They were bleeding and the coach walked in, grabbed the goalie stick and smacked the rookie's ass himself. This is a grown man doing this to a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kid. Um, so, and these are reports, of course, none of this is proven yet, but they are under serious investigation. This just came out and the stories are so specific that you almost have to wonder, like this has to be true. And, and, and these players have named certain coaches like Daniel Carcillo. I know he named two coaches, like put their name in the media. And, um, so that's pretty ballsy. If you're going to make that kind of accusation, you have to you have to either a be lying out of your ass or b know that it happened and are willing to throw this person's name into the mud. And so I uh, I there have been reports that have been proven true. Coaches have been fired over it. They've acknowledged, and this is in the past, acknowledged racial slurs, acknowledged homophobic slurs. And have lost their job. Most most notably uh, this year, Bill Peters. Um, you know, he he called a a, a black kid on his team the N word, and he lost his job for it um, in the NHL. He he came out and admitted it. It's like there's a lot of stuff to go on in the minor leagues that people don't know about, and now these reports are coming out. Um, and there's gonna be there's gonna be a serious serious investigation. Uh, rightfully so, uh, to all of these. And if you think about it, it's not just going to be punishment on the teams. These, these are, we're potentially looking at like child sexual assault from coaches, like inappropriately handling a child. And you think about it, like these, these parents send their kids to these league, this league, Knowing that, hey, like my kid has a shot to live his dream, and then you you go back and you read everything that potentially happens there, and you're like, man, I cannot believe that I, I subjected my child to this, and uh, it's really unfortunate. I hope that everybody that um, was involved or hasn't involved, alleged or not, uh, I hope that they make a full recovery. It's it's something that's going to scar them for the rest of their life and rightfully so the things that I read were horrifying and uh, the fact that you were forced to do this to be a part of your team just it, it breaks my heart but um, we, we're, we're rooting for we're rooting for all of you guys and if there is seriously corruption that's going on right now then it needs to be rectified immediately and um, I I, I I, I felt that it was necessary to talk about because we do cover hockey and we do cover soccer. We cover all sports really, but, um, and, and not a lot of, not everything is fun to talk about. Like we do make a lot of jokes, but this is a serious matter. And yeah, uh, without a doubt. 
yeah, we, we needed to address it and I didn't want to go too far off on a tangent here, but I, I, I felt that, you know, it's something that, um, uh, it's worth mentioning because at this point we don't know what's going to happen. It's like, imagine if, if the NCAA was under investigation like this and all of a sudden they real they ruled that the NCAA is unsafe. You know, I mean, I, we don't want to go into the Penn state issue, but like, imagine if multiple teams in the in, in in college football are, and maybe even a majority of the teams in college football allowed this allowed these things to happen. What, what repercussions does that have in the future? You know, it's like, what if the CHL just disbands? Like, where are these players going to play? And it's all because of negligence by people that should have known better. They should have known that these are not a frater- this is not a college fraternity where these people are all adults making decisions on their own. These are kids that are being forced to do things because they're a fucking rookie trying to live their dream. It just, it sucks. So I wanted to touch on it. Danny, I'm open to your feedback here. I don't want to take too much of the time on the second half, but I, I, I'm open to your feedback. No, like the only thing I have to say, and I think I speak for our entire Sticks and Kicks community when I say, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. I honestly had no idea all this was shit was going like, Jesus that's Christ. Told, like, oh my that's God. That's I told I, you in the beginning, like, I told Danny before, because we always talked before, I told Danny, I was like, I'm going to just let you hear it live just like everybody else is going to hear it. it it's, it's jarring. It's shocking. No, like, like literally right now, as you were talking, I had to mute my mic and just let you talk because I didn't want to interrupt what you were saying. But, like, throughout all this is like, yo, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, Imagine. things going on, coaches coming in and seeing this happen. Like, these are people that parents trust. They put their child's lives in these pe- person's hands. And it's it, like, yep. this goes way beyond the whole boys being boys. That's a bunch of bullshit. All of right. that is just a bunch of like, oh, boys. But that is an excuse that has been made up and like excuse that people for generations have just latched onto for inappropriate behavior for all this. But this just goes beyond even that. Like, are you, are it, you fucking it, serious? It's a tired argument. No? And I frankly... Me growing up in sports, if anything were to happen, or, or if anybody tried to do that to me, I would have fought back. And, and I'm not saying that these guys didn't have the strength to fought, but they had a lot more writing on their careers than I did. Of course, I knew that I was never going to make the NHL, but these kids were like, this might be what I have to do to make the NHL. This might be what other NHLers have had to go through. Can you imagine being a kid and be like, I have to drink? Semen or urine oh my or eat God. shit or or touch another player like, inappropriately what the, what the or, fuck is or the conduct. Point? Like what? What is the point? Like why? Like it's, somebody, it's a power trip. And, somebody, please explain the logic or the fucking like. Ah, oh, I, I I don't even know what to say anymore. It, yeah, it's a power trip amongst children, young adults. If you think about it, the the. the uh, the rookies were the ones having to deal with this. And you can imagine what they had to do. So they were carrying on a fucked up tradition. But young adults, like as a 17-year-old kid, I would never, ever, ever even, that would not cross my mind as making a teammate of mine, somebody that I celebrate goals with, you know, or celebrate wins with, 
have sex with an animal or touch an animal inappropriately because I want them to be to, to prove themselves to me as a teammate. Like, so there are some responsibilities that lie on, on, on the 17 and 16 year olds. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to say that in a bad way because yeah, they're still technically kids, but come on, like you're fucking basically an adult and in other countries you're an adult. So like you, 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 your mind knows it's wrong, but you're doing it. But the, it, it starts with the head of the snake, which is the coaching staff and the ownership and the fact that some of these coaches came in, like that one story that I mentioned, like where the coach came in and spanked a naked child in front of other people yeah, in a like, shower. Like what the fuck? Like, can you imagine Everett being say, like walking into a room and you see a child on the floor and you're like, I want to spank this kid as well. Oh my like, God. Like what the fuck? Like what? I don't know, man. It's just, it's fucking. It, it's it's tough, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to get too deep into it, but it's like fucking. It, it's. it's you no, know, like, so we'll see where that goes. Just 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 to just to just to close that whole thing out is my only wish is that everyone involved faces justice. That's it. I'm not gonna wish ill on anyone. I'm not gonna do anything. like face it. if you if face justice. If you did something bad, face justice. That's it. That is all I'm yep. going to say about that. And I hope it happens. And I hope everyone that is involved, everyone that even everyone that knew about it, because if you know about something and you don't say anything, you know what? You're involved. That's just the bottom yep. line. I didn't want to tag on my teammates. I didn't want to be that guy. No, if you knew about something and you did not say anything, you are involved. That that's it's the last thing. Yeah. And I agree with you, man, hundred percent. So it's uh I didn't want to get too much of a damper on the show, but it needed to be addressed and I just I, I like Danny said, I, I I hope for justice for the excuse me. For the people that uh it happened to most importantly, like it, I, I hope that you get anything out of this that you need. Uh, closure, whatever it is, and then I hope the people that uh, were involved in sick activities to, uh, you know, to, to face what they have to face. And, you know, losing their job is probably number one, but yeah, you never know. You, you never go. know where this can go. So, we'll see. But, um, and anyway, let's go to a lighter note here. Um, I, uh, I uh, well, lighter note, we, have, we also have some other controversial Controversial shit to talk about like, yeah, a, a, l- a little bit, but you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and just start with this one right here. Is that last week Lucio and I were talking about how MLB was close to uh, finally just settling on agreement, and basically what the players said was "fuck this, fuck it, tell us when to show up, tell us when to play, and we'll just do it," because they were done negotiating with the league. They were done negotiating with yeah. the players. They were done with all this. It's all like, all right, just we'll do it your way since you guys have all the cards anyway. You guys are in charge. You guys have all the contracts. Just tell us when and where. And, and they had every intention to file a grievance against the owners for delaying these negotiations further than what they needed to be delayed. All right. And so, mind you, this is the majority of the players' association. Yep. So, so that was all last week, and now this week, the league comes back with this new agreement. And let me just break it down for you, Kenny. This agreement yes, that they, that they came out with, 
uh, earlier this week. It's not today's because I know today, June nineteenth, they uh, there June was th- yeah there was there was more negotiations going on. But earlier this week, it was from the owners to the players' association that they would play sixty games in seventy days, full prorated salary, so they would be paid in full for all those sixty games. They would start the season July 19th, July 20th. So around there, this is where they would start start the season, expand the playoffs both in 2020 and in 2021. And the main thing was they would waive any potential grievance. That was what was presented to the players. And it was assumed that they would accept that agreement just to get the ball rolling because they had already said, just tell us when and where and everything. They counter proposed this week. I don't know if it was today or if it was yesterday, Kenny, but they wanted 70 games played. Like they did a counter proposal and a lot of people, the majority of people online, the majority of people like tuning in are saying that the players went back on their word saying that they just want to play ball. That ain't care about anything. They were done with negotiations. But for me, the main thing that I see on this on this list right here was the waving of this grievance. So as soon as the player said, fuck this, tell us when and where to show and we'll just do it. And they were already going to file that grievance that got the owners shaking in their boots and they did not want any part of that grievance going on. They didn't want to make that public. They didn't want to lose any money over it. They didn't want to come out as the bad guy. So they come out with this quote unquote generous offer. But you know what? I personally am glad that the players stood their ground. and saw like, all right, you guys don't want a grievance going. Then we're going to also want more games because 10 more games played. That's more salary for them. That's more money in their pockets. That's more money that they can take home, feed their families, uh, you know what, fund anything that they want to fund, any kind of uh, like right now, everything going on with salaries, with uh, Black Lives Matter movement. It has been linked to player salaries. So, you know, what, if you want to do that, that's more money for that. Anything that's been going on with them is basically it all comes down to money. So I am. In my own opinion, I am glad that they stood the ground and said, all right, you guys don't want this green file then give us more games played. And if not, let's just get this grievance going, whatever it is, because right. you, you had the power a month ago to get this stupid deal done for us to just play the games that needed to be played and get paid at a prorated salary. You didn't want to do that right. because they wanted to pay the players less because these billionaires wanted to keep more money in their pocket. And that's the stupidest argument. I don't think there's ever going to be an argument that convinces me. Otherwise, it's just completely stupid that they wanted to keep more money in their pocket. So, you know what? Kudos on the players. And if this means that there's no baseball this year, then fuck it. There's no baseball. But they stood their ground, and that's what unions are for. The players' union did their job in protecting the interest of their players right exactly i mean i don't think i could have said it better myself there's there's little times that i'm uh at a loss for words but you really covered all all the all the bases there i mean it's it's i i know for a fact that there are a um and shout out to uh gambo on uh, on twitter he uh, he came out and he's got a lot of connections in pretty much all major league sports, but, uh, uh, 
there's a lot of players that are upset. There was even a counter offer that was presented because there was a counter offer for 70 games by the MLBPA, right? Yeah, which was and automatically denied by the commissioner. He said no, like yeah. straight out, fuck this, no. And, and I I see the anger there because the MLBPA, the majority of of the players, they're like, no, fuck it, like we're done negotiating. And then like a couple days later, there's a there's another offer presented. It's like, well your argument no longer holds water. If you're sitting there saying we're done negotiating and then you negotiate again. And so there's a lot of players that were not reported, reportedly were not informed of the decision to uh, counter offer. And um, it was a weak offer in the league's eyes and it was a weak offer on the, uh, the majority of the players. Um, and uh, so, yeah, there, there's there's some there's some big there's some big issues here. And I honestly, like, if you're asking me, I'd be surprised if um, if they can come to an agreement. Because as much as I'd love to watch baseball again, I just know that now there's an internal issue with the MLBPA because there's obviously a small percentage that knew that they were going to counter offer and a, and a a vast majority that had no idea they were they were holding their ground, um, but now now there's an, an internal problem with the MLBPA and the the league kind of holds. I mean, the ball's in their court now. They're like, well, you guys you guys presented us an offer and we denied it. So what's your next best next best offer? And it's like, well, what the fuck? Like all the all the players are sitting there saying like, well, we weren't even prepared to make an offer. Like we wanted to let you guys talk first. And yeah, I, I mean, it, it fucked up because like this should be something that was discussed and it wasn't. Yep. And, uh, and Kenny, I, I think you'll agree with me both as a, like we have very different teams with being the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, but major league baseball as a whole, has a black guy that is going to be seen for years to come. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately the, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak and then unfortunately with everything that happened, uh, that, that caused the new uproar with, uh, the, uh, you know, the social part of what we're dealing with today, um, has put a damper on a lot of major sports leagues, but uh, this one kind of takes the cake, in my opinion. I I, I feel like the NFL and uh, the NHL, just to name a couple, are pretty unified on what they want to do to continue to move on from this, uh, whereas the MLB, uh, the, I've never seen more of a mess in a major yeah. league sport. Uh, yeah, it, and, it's unbelievable. I mean, We've seen lockouts for sure. We've seen that, and and, and leagues recover from that. But it's like, man, like you know, even, even a something. lockout would be good right now. Just right, exactly. Just, we 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 are talking about something bigger than a lockout. We're talking about like the owners not seeing eye to eye, and then now the MLBPA, the Players Association, who is all supposed to be on one team, now they're at a disagreement, and uh, so it's like now there's three heads to this monster, and it's uh. Well, foreheads if you count the fans, and it's—I don't know—it's—it's it's ugly. I don't know where it's going to go from here. I don't know how. However, you know that there's a vast majority of 
players that are never going to agree with the outcome that comes out. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a major black guy, and a lot of people are going to try to blame the pandemic. But uh, at this point, it's just greed. I, I definitely agree with you with that, Kenny. And you know what? Let's just touch on these uh, last bit of subjects before before we log off for the night here. And uh, next thing I have here is that it is confirmed by the player that Kelly Oubre Jr. is going to miss the rest of the season with the Phoenix Suns. This came comes after Robert Server had gone on record saying is that he believed Kelly Oubre was going to play the rest of the year. Obviously, Kelly Oubre Jr. is one of the spark plugs of the Phoenix Suns. It's one of the Phoenix Suns' best players. Definitely one of the ones that brings the most energy to not only him uh, or the team, but to the fans. Like, definitely a fan favorite going on right here. So, Kelly Oubre Jr. saying that he will not play. He is going to continue this rehab. How is this going to affect the Phoenix Suns closing out this season? Well, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting point because you want the player. I mean, at the end of the day, like we're fans and we want our team to win, but at the same time, you want you want to make sure that your athletes are taken care of because what's a team without their athletes, right? Um, and so, like, it, it's easy for fans to just talk shit and just be like, "Oh, fuck you," blah blah blah. Like you're being selfish, all that. Well, Kelly Oubre Jr. might be looking out for his future. Well, yeah, because this was no ordinary injury right here. This is not a sprained ankle here. It was a torn meniscus. Like, I mean, and your joints, I mean, you only get two of them unless you get a full, you know, I mean, talking about your knees, but, like, unless you get a full uh, replacement, which takes a ton of recovery and you'll never be the same. I mean, like, yeah, he might be looking out for his future. Um, At the same time, like, I'm trying to play both sides here because devil's advocate for the athlete and I respect his decision, but uh, I get, I get Danny, tell me if I'm wrong. I get kind of Scotty Pippen vibes from this. Like Scotty, Scotty Pippen, uh, Pippen, um, I mean, for the Bulls, he, when he wanted to be traded, he decided he was, he was going to get a surgery that could have happened in the off season. Um, he, he decided that he was going to do it. I don't want to say prematurely because it, it, it's in his mind. No, 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 no. Like I, I, I get where you're going with this and it, I see the similarities that you can trace from this, but when Kelly Oubre had his surgery, it was during the season. It was before all this COVID shutdown. And this was seen yeah. that, like, you know what? The Suns were not making the playoffs. And if we do, we're not making it past the first round. That was Kelly's, state of mind at that moment so that's when he decided to do the surgery and uh and i believe it was definitely in his best interest because he only signed a two-year deal so next year's a contract year for kelly Oubre jr whether that be with the right. like a lot of people are saying that well, maybe maybe he's played his last game with the phoenix suns i don't think so because he has one more year to even make his stock go higher Right. So, like, next year, he, I believe he's going to blow shit out of the water trying to get the biggest contract. He's 24 years old. He is a right. kid. He is not even at his prime yet. So, of course, going into this year, like, why not rehab your knee, come back next year 100%, blow the league out of the water, and then 
try to get a full max contract from a team maybe into the fucking whatever the triple digit million dollars. Right. And I and again I agree with you. I uh, I I truly do because I uh, I am a player's advocate. I I, I consider myself a, a player player's advocate first before a fan because again, what what are we watching if the players are not happy and healthy? I mean, like there's we're we're going to be watching shit. And so I I agree with his decision. I just it, the fan inside me has has something that um, obviously it's very selfish. But I'm like, man, like he he didn't expect the season would even last this long. Yeah, no, I, I feel one hundred percent. Like, and you know what? First as, a, as a fan, I would have loved to see him play in Orlando. I would have loved to right. see what and, he could have brought. And and the Suns have a very very unique opportunity to make the playoffs, kind of like the Coyotes. Yep, uh, there's a very slim chance, and your and your decision, again, rightfully so, in your mind is saying, you know what, I'm 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 not going to play. Do we? Does he have any malicious thoughts there? Does he? Uh, I know he's going into a contract year, and nobody's going to fault him for trying to. Recover, like recover, but at the same time, it's like I know if it's going to be so hard to see because I'm not on the platform. But I know <laughs> if I if I found out that my team has a chance to win the championship, as slim as it may be, if I'm feeling better than because again, he was going to miss the rest of the season. But like it's way yeah. later in the season now, right? Yeah, and he, he is recovered to an extent. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough line for me to, to hover over because I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, does he, does he want to be on the Suns? I mean, they're, they're the Suns unfortunately are a notorious loser, just like the Coyotes are like kind of yeah. the same feelings I have for Taylor Hall. And like, does he want to even resign here? Does he want to, does he want to make this happen? Or, or is, is he truly saying like, "No, nah, I want to be better for the Suns. Right. Know, I want to come back full, full fledged and ready to go." So it's tough for me to decide. And like the narcissist in me, I'm like, or not the narcissist, like the uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but like the, the negative side of me, realist, pessimistic side, pessimistic side. All right, because um, realist is it's too it's too hard to tell, right? There's, All right many variables but the pessimistic side of me thinks he is not about to potentially blow his career for the sun all right no and that's that's understandable that is 100 understandable but now here's the thing though the one thing that i do want fans to take away from this is that when robert sarber uh said that he expects kelly Oubre to play this was after he had his surgery and he was being he was recovered but as covid hit that messed with his rehab. So yes, he got the surgery and he got it fixed, but then you got to go through all this rehab to get back to 100%. And if you can't get back to the team facility with a team doctor, with everyone that's going to guide you back to 100%, then you're not going to reach 100% in the time allotted. So I don't think there's right. any ill will from Kelly Uber. I think he's going to be a son next year. I, I don't have a doubt in my mind that he is going to be a son next year. Maybe we resign him. I hope we do because I personally love him as a player. I love the energy that he brings. But 
that this is this all going to come down to how he comes back. And if he believes that he did not get his rehab done because whether or not it was because of COVID, he couldn't see the doctor. He couldn't see the trainer. He couldn't see the rehab specialist that was going to bring him back to 100 percent. And you know what? I would rather miss the playoffs this year and have Kelly Oubre healthy and 100 percent yeah. start next year. So, you yep. know what? I'm not, I'm I, not going to complain. I would agree with that. I won't complain about that. And the last thing, Kenny, because I know, like, you know what? We are over time here, but you know what? Let's just take it all the way. Is a story that made headlines not just here in Arizona, but across the country. Kyler Murray announces that when football comes back, he is taking a knee with the national anthem. Personally, you know what? I'll go ahead and go first on this. I love his leadership. And I, I love the way that he, he knows he puts himself out there to be criticized because there is no uh, no shortage of people that I saw on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram talking so much shit to Kyler Murray about this and blah, 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 what this stands for, what it is and blah. Things that people like this whole movement has gone over their heads that they don't they still don't get that it's not about the flags it's not about the soldiers but Kyler Murray knows his power as a celebrity and that's the easiest way to to say it because he is a celebrity not only here in Arizona but across the nation he was a number one draft pick of course all eyes are going to be on him to see what he does in his sophomore year so for him to go out and say that is him putting himself out there not only that, but he has also already invited 20 of his teammates to come out to Dallas with him to hold private practices, uh, you know, getting to know his teammates, getting to know all these people. He is showing a leadership beyond his years. And I, for one, couldn't be prouder. I'm not going to go off and say he's like a whole bunch of people saying he's all some spoiled kid that's never had to struggle. He's just saying this to get attention, whatever. And like, no, if you are saying that you are missing the entire point of the struggle. All right. So him saying that he gets it. That's just that's just the bottom line that I could say that he gets it. And I hope with him saying this. And uh, with other, his teammate, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, already said, whoever wants to protest, whoever wants to do anything, you know what? We're going to go ahead and allow it because we're not going to stop everyone from doing what they feel is right. He is taking, what, how old is, how old is fucking Kyle Murray? What is he, 20, 21 years old? Probably 21, He's yeah. He's a fucking kid. And now he is in a national spotlight with everybody in the league, in the nation, looking at football is the most popular sport in the United States. We can talk about baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, everything we want, but all eyes are on football on Sundays. Every single eye, like right there. So for him to have that big of a spotlight and for him to have the bravery to take this stance, you know what? Why not? Kyler Murray, I applaud you. I personally support you in this. And you know what? I hope your teammates do too. Right. And uh, I'm going to take a little bit more of the on the fence approach and Danny understands why. And it's, it's, uh, it's something that it's, it's always been difficult for me to talk about because I was in the Air Force and I, uh, I, I admittedly in the beginning, I, I, I really hated people kneeling for the anthem. I just thought that there was other ways to protest 
and and show and show your uh, disgust or discomfort with what's going on. I just thought that uh, it just wasn't the right time to do it. And again, I, I told Danny in the beginning, I was like, if, if if you've ever been handed a folded a folded flag, you know how much that means to to you as a person, right? Like that, the flag does carry some significance, but at the same time. I, uh, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like to be on the other side of things. And I, uh, I, I know that there are some, sometimes that you have to do something that people might consider egregious, uh, to, to gain enough attention for the topic that you're trying to promote. And I, um, again, it's, it's hard for me to talk about. It really is. I, I, I'm super conflicted and, um, but at the same time, I'm I don't write Kyler Murray off at all. Like he's still he's still my quarterback. I, I still I still really appreciate what he what he's doing and I kneeling if if that's what it takes to get people to wake up, I'm all for it. Like if, if that's what it takes, like it's tough for me to even say, like if I was put in a position right now, someone came up to me with a flag and told me to kneel if I if I support this or or stand if I support this. That's such a hard thing. That's such a hard position to put somebody in, right? Because I have you know my own my own attachments to the flag and my own attachments to the country, but I also have strong attachments to what the BLM movement is doing right now. I fully support the BLM movement, so it's 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 a tough thing for me to talk about. But I I will fully back any. Any black athlete, pretty much any athlete that that, that uh, puts themselves out there and does what they have to do in order to gain a, the the correct attention necessary. It's peaceful. It's not hurting anybody. I mean, it might hurt some feelings. It did hurt my feelings in the beginning. Um, but now I have a better understanding of it. And I, I'll admit, in the beginning, I was I was wrong about why they were doing it. Um, and again, I'm trying to tread lightly here, but, uh, at the same time, it still hurts to see a country divided. And that's probably my biggest, my biggest, my biggest, I don't want to say issue with it, but my biggest pain point is like, man, like we, this is what they have to do right now to, to gather attention for something that should have already had its full attention. And it hurts because, uh, my black brothers and my sisters, they, they are truly brothers and sisters to me. And I, I fully support what you guys are doing. And, and, um, and I'll never understand the other side of it. Um, but I, I, I fully support Kyler Murray and, and what he's doing. He, he, he knows exactly what it's like. He, he's standing or, or kneeling for what he believes. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to even pretend like I should even talk about that. I'm not like, I can't. I can't speak on it. It's just impossible. And uh, so, like, if, if, if that's what they want to do, then absolutely. I'm right there with you. You're still my quarterback. You're still an athlete I cheer for. You're still a person I cheer for. And uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best in this. And uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunately such a difficult time we're going through, and we don't want to make this about that. But um, – Unfortunately, it is right now. And unfortunately, we're at a, a big national divide. But I just want everybody to know, not just sticks and kicks itself, but 
personally myself, like I'm with everybody that's oppressed right now. I'm hundred percent. I want this to change. And, uh, uh, the, the, the stance on the flag in the NFL is, is, is pretty, pretty prominent. And it, it's a tough thing for, because I, like it, like I said earlier, it, it, it's, it's tough to present somebody that fought for the flag and tell them to kneel down for it. But at the same time, it's, it's tough for that same person to say, like, I'm going to stand up and fight against it because we don't want that either, you know? And so, again, like I said, I don't, I don't know what I would do if someone came up to me and was like, hey, you have to, you have to either kneel or stand. What's your choice? It's like, man, it's like, no, there's no side that you're completely Yeah, like way to put with. someone on the spot for that. Right, it's no side that you're completely 100% comfortable with, but it, I mean, I know 100% I support Black Lives Matter, and I, I, I have a lot of black fan, uh, friends and family. I know that that's what every white person's saying right now, and I apologize for that, but I really do. I have black family, I have black friends, and I, I have black brothers and sisters that are not family or friends that I that I support, and, and, it's, and, uh, and I know what's going on, and it's fucking wrong, and I'm pissed, and I... And I hate to be associated with somebody that might be considered against that movement because I'm not. I'm really not. And I uh, and I just I love what's going on. I love there's a reform, and I love that people are actually being made to think about what's right and what's wrong. And uh, and that's uh, the 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 right side, in my opinion, right now is the Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm going to stick to that. And people might shame me for it but i don't care like I, I i support black lives matter and uh and as much as it hurts to see it right now it, it's what's it's what's right so um the last thing i'll say on this is there's a strong potential arizona fans there's a strong potential to see that you're gonna see your beloved larry fitzgerald picking me as well and he that, hasn't before. Yeah. Yes, that, that is the before. question on everybody's mind right now. Yeah, he hasn't before, but now might be the t- first time that you see Larry Fitzgerald take a knee. So I ask you, Cardinals fans, are you going to share the same hatred for someone that came into the league a year ago that you might think is a dumb kid that doesn't know for somebody that is uh, well-rounded, a, 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 an amazing human being? You know, I'll go, I'll go out um, and say it. the the most beloved person in Arizona. I don't I don't think there's oh, any sure. I don't think there's anybody above him in in any for circle. Sure. I don't think there's any politician above him. I don't think there's any celebrity, any rapper, any singer, any celebrity. I don't think there's anybody above Larry Fitzgerald in the most beloved person in Arizona. Just because yeah. he's just such a great guy. It, he's especially over politicians because I don't care what side you are on it. You have to be disgusted with some of these with politics right now. It's just disgusting. But um, on both sides, all sides, really, all sides. There's multiple sides of the politics. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, could, we could just, go all up, but, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, there's only yeah. one. Yeah, there's only one Larry Fitzgerald, and there is a, a strong chance that you see him take a knee. And so it's like, I, I just, I, I implore our fans, and I implore every Cardinals fan, to really think about that, really ponder about it, and just say, you know, it's like, am I going to share the same hatred that I currently share for Kyler Murray? Because I see that I see the social media comments. Um, am I going to share the same hatred for Kyler Murray that I share for Larry Fitzgerald if they're both kneeling side by side together? 
to prove something that they, uh, a point that they heavily believe in. It's like, right. you know what? It's not hurting us. It's what they have to do to gain, to gain the attention that they need. And, um, I'm all about that, man. Like it, it, it hurts to say, but I, I'm all about what they're doing. And if kneeling is what it takes, then so be it, man. Like that's, I'm, I'm for it. That's what it is. That's what it is. You know what? Hey, Kenny, let me take this opportunity. Once again, thank you for your candor, your honesty, everything that you say is 100% from the heart. Thank you so much for that. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and also say this. It is not easy for a black man to go out and give, I'm sorry, a white man to go out and give his opinion on this radio. But you know what, Kenny, thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for giving us your, your honest thoughts on everything that's been going on so far. Of course, man. That's all you guys are going to get from me. Transparency. And, uh, <laughs> you may like it or you may not, but I'm, I appreciate, I appreciate the sentiments and, uh, I'm just, I'm just for everybody uniting and loving one another, and and let's let's get back to the the fun stuff. Get back yeah, to definitely. So, sure hopefully by this time next week, maybe we'll have an MLB agreement. Maybe we won't. At least a decision. Maybe we'll have hockey, a hockey decision. Maybe we won't. But we'll um, see. Right. What, <laughs> yeah. What, one thing is that is breaking news right now that we'll go ahead and break it right now at five thirty, at uh five thirty in the afternoon, June nineteenth. Uh, 2020 is that we have reached an agreement. So the tentative deal that was for the USL to come back in July 11th has been reached upon with the players and everything. So everything is looking great for the USL to come back. Hopefully it does. It'll give us something more to talk about. It will will give us one of our teams back. And you know (laughs) what? With that, Accompanied with the Phoenix Mercury coming back and making their return for their 22 game season, I see two championships coming with coming to Arizona in the next year. I agree. All right, so agree. thank you so much, Kenny, for being here with us. Thank you, everyone, for to who has you know what put up with us for the last hour and a half, two hours and a half. If you stuck with the whole show. Uh, hopefully we got got you guys a lot of information, a lot of things to talk about. If you de- disagree with us, if you agree with us, if you have any opinion, anything you have want to say, any questions, feel free to uh, go ahead and uh, send us a message on Facebook at Sticks and Kicks, on Instagram at Sticks.Kicks, or on Twitter at SticksKicks1, number one, not O-N-E, SticksKicks1. So go ahead and leave us your comments, leave us your messages, leave us everything that you want to say. Kenny, anything you want to say before we log off? I just love everybody. And, of course, like Danny said, uh, everybody's got a different opinion on things. And uh, we're, you know, I'm happy to have my mind changed on certain things. And I'm happy to, to be enlightened. And that's just, you know, that's what the world needs right now. And the world needs sports as well. And. Love every one of you guys, and uh, I, uh, I just think that, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for everything to get back. So, oh yeah, appreciate you guys. I know that I know that we were shorthanded this, but uh, this this episode, but uh, I, I, you know, think we made it out all right. So hey man, you, you filled in. You filled in more than enough, Kenny. Don't worry about it. Last thing I want to say is fuck Lucio. Right, fuck <laughs> Lucio. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next week here on Sticks and Kicks. Oh! <laughs>